Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we are on episode 47. Yeah, yeah, 47. 47, and the height of garage sale season. Oh, it's it's amazing. Is this the height, or is this just like the beginning? Well, I, I think there's two parts in San Diego. Like, right now is the height. Okay. And then there's like another season around like September, October. All right. It's hit or miss, but... I will tell you, it's it's what's been crazy is, I don't know if you noticed this, because of all the rain we talked about that, uh-huh. like all these community sales are like doubling up. Oh, yeah. Have you noticed that? Yep. Okay, so we'll talk about that a little bit because you're trying to catch up. And so how things been? Good, man. I mean, I, I remember I told you one of the things I was looking forward to was going to garage sales finally, right? Because there's been so much rain, so haven't been able to go. And then other things, and, and I, whenever I would go, it, it, it's just been like fails, right? And it doesn't feel good when when you're kind of banking on garage sales to be my source of, of, of sourcing. Especially after our last episode. Yeah, man. It's it's done with thrift stores. Thrift stores, man. So, and especially because, you know, working full time, there's there's like lulls in my working, you know, schedule where I can like actually get to thrift stores occasionally and, and do a little bit more. But then there's times where I'm just, you know, got so much grading to do at home and so much lesson planning to do at home that thrift stores are just not always an option, even, even if their prices were reasonable, right? So. Wait. Is that possible? Well, I'm just checking. Right. Just checking. Some places, some of our listeners are, are lucky enough to have some uh, some some local thrift stores that are still working. Yeah, agreed, out for and them. there's still deals out there. Yeah. We talked about we're done, but we're like 99 percent done. Yeah. Well, listen to our last episode if you uh, haven't done that yet. But um, yeah, I mean, garage sales have been great. Two weeks in a row, I've basically filled my entire car up. Um, the first like this week, I filled my car up, and I was smarter enough to lay down my seats, take out everything. I had like a stroller in the back. The week before, I forgot to take the stroller out and I ended up buying another stroller while I was out. So I had two strollers in my- Like in to my resell truck. or just- Yeah. Well, I bought a, I bought a, resell, uh, a stroller to resell and then I had mine in there that was just mine. Nice. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been really good. So I'll talk uh, a little bit about some of some of the stories while I was out and about doing garage sales and then my hustles uh, and bolos all come from garage sales. But man, it's, it's really been good, which has been, it's allowed me to-, to be listing a lot more than I have been listing. And I will tell you, as soon as you start listing more, those sales just start coming in. It's, it's matrix status. I have not but, been able to keep, I mean, I've, I've been able to keep up with, but it, there's been days where I've been like, I hope nothing sells today because I really don't want to spend all day <laughs> That's hacking. a good feeling. That's a good thing though. It's, I, I get it's the feeling. Good. But yeah, like there's been like three days in a row where it's like packing up six, seven, eight items, trying to get them to the, the UPS store or the post office, you know, on time. And it's just been, it's been intense, but it felt good. So I remember, what was it, like two months ago, you, I think we went like four episodes in a row. We were like, garage shows are terrible. Garage shows oh. are terrible. And actually, the last one we talked about, you were like, hey, I need to go with you, right? Because I was having these super awesome garage sales, and yours was... They were they were terrible, yeah. And, and it could be disheartening. And, and I guess that's just one of those things that maybe to throw out there to you guys, because um, maybe you're in this place too, like... I, I would be lying if I said I was not, like, <clears throat> discouraged. Like, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I was just feeling discouraged because sourcing wasn't going good. I'd go out and I'd spend three or four hours sourcing, and it maybe be like, oh. Net $100, and it's like, okay, that's not terrible, but by the time you figure three or four hours of sourcing, plus taking pictures of a few items, plus, like, it just wasn't really worth it. But then I'm having a few weeks where it's, like, really good, and it's definitely made up for the past. So I think the key is just being consistent and knowing that there's going to be probably some dry times. Uh, don't don't get discouraged so quickly. No, agreed. And it's funny because my garage those last two weeks have been terrible. Ooh, so yeah. it just switched? It just switched. And 
I think it really has to do with which which community. So I'm gonna ask you: Did you go to any local garage shows? Did you go away today? No, I was local today. Really? I was local today, and I probably just beat you to everything if you were if you were in my neighborhood. Okay. Well, I did. It did take me a little bit to get out of bed this morning. Yeah. yeah. So, what time do you would you say you got to garage shows today? Uh, the the community garage sale in my neighborhood started at at like seven today. Yeah. Right. And I was at the first place by like six oh five, six ten. Wow. And they were open like didn't people go, were like, setting. We're not ready yet. No. And in fact, I would say it was. But by the time seven o'clock hit, my car was almost all the way full. And between seven and like nine thirty or nine forty, I maybe got like three more items. Okay, so that's where I dropped the ball. Yeah, because this morning I was kind of like, you know, hey, I'm gonna get up a little later. These garage sales don't start until eight, and I was kind of tired because I went on a trip, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But you know how it is when you go on a, tr- a vacation, you need a vacation from the vacation. Yeah, they're never relaxing. I prefer I prefer staying home ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, but. well, and that and that's what happened. I came back and. It was like back to normal life, dropping kids back to school, doing laundry, doing da da da, and then oh, it's garage sales. And so, I got up this morning, and I already knew, I already had this gut feeling, like okay, I'm gonna stay positive. Maybe there's stuff out there, but man, when I got out there, all after the first few, I'm like, this is this is not going well. Yeah, they're the opposite for me today. I'd say there are a few times where I almost felt bad, like like I left a person's house like man i got a really good deal and your neighborhood i've been to that one and it's not good no it's i've heard that i've heard it's usually not, not your neighborhood but the garage, garage shows are there. yeah yeah and you scored scored see that's the thing you never know like i know i do this thing where i i try to check out the neighborhoods if the neighbor scale neighborhood looks like a certain pay scale right i hit those but sometimes you just don't know yep. right sometimes people especially in san diego i don't know if you agree with this but people have homes that they've had for like, you know, the last hundred years. Yeah. So they look a little run down, but they're worth one to two million. Right. Right. So there's money still there. Yep. All right. What I've kind of noticed with some of these garage sales that are are a couple of times a year or every year is it seems like it's a lot of the same people who participate it is. in it. And you know what each house has. Right. And so uh, it, it, there's, there's a point where there's probably a handful of people who are new to it each time. They're like, oh, I didn't do it last year. Or I didn't lo- do it earlier this year. I'll do it this time. But, um, yeah, it seems like the people who do it every time, they, it ends up just being junk later as, as time goes, right? All their good stuff has, has gone, uh, the first seven times they've had a yard sale in the last three years. <laughs> this is the worst. And the worst is when it's not a community garage and you put it on your route and then you, you show up at it and you're like, oh, am I really here? So I get it. Well, good for you. Yeah. I, I will tell you, I'm kind of, it was, it was weird but I was kind of happy that I didn't find much in the sense that I have so much. Your, your inventory reserves are... My inventory reserves are like, if I had silos, like they're exploding right now. Like nice. I can't I, I can't catch up with what I have. Mm. And then I'm trying to do a ton of retail arbitrage right now. And so my place is a mess again. And then RA, like, you know, when RA hits, sometimes, and I'll talk about this since we're catching up, my thing was... I wanted to catch up on retail arbitrage. And retail arbitrage is one of those things you have to strike when the opportunity is there. Not like, oh, hey, there's this deal or there's a store closing down or, you know, there's this bolo. I can wait a few days. It's kind of like you got to drop whatever you're doing and you got to get out there. Mm. And so I pretty much shoved all my garage. So I'll, I'll tell you what I did this last week. Not this last week, the week before. And I've, I've done a lot. 
it's been crazy. So, uh, you know, one of the things we're catching up on is that I wanted to do some more retail arbitrage. So I kind of, I, I planned a little bit and I remember I told you I wanted to go on, on a trip or something, right? Just to get out of town. And what ended up happening is I found out about certain locations that I need to go to. <laughs> I can only be so specific about it. I went to an undisclosed location. I rented a hotel and I just ended up sourcing over and over and over and over again. But what happened with all my eBay stuff from the garage sales? Nothing. And I do have a helper, but then my helper has been starting school. Mm. Like she's going, she's going back to school. And so things haven't been getting listed out there either. So eBay's like, er, like it's at a halt. Mm. I'm still making sales and I'm still listing, but it's like it ebbs and flows. And so I ended up staying at a hotel. Uh, I showed up, you know, in the morning and I sourced all day. And then at night, you know, it's one of those where you got to pack things and you got to put it together. And I got to tell you, RA does get exhausting. Like I get why people like the warehouse and wholesale because even though it's tiring, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just a little different when you got haul stuff in, back at home or back into your hotel room, right. pack it up and then ship it out and do it all over again. Yeah, I mean, that's something I've always kind of uh, thought was like beast mode of you that you go, like literally when you're traveling, you get a hotel room and your hotel room becomes your your workspace. You start, you, you're boxing stuff, you're shipping stuff, you're like, that's intense, man. It was intense. And I was, I was exhausted. But I will tell you in two weeks, like I've tripled the money that I sourced. So definitely it was worth it. The velocity to Amazon is incredible. And so I'm going to be doing another trip. Nice. You know what you should do? Um, since I've been, you know, looking at getting a fifth wheel, um, it's one of those things that I've been looking at is that you've got those like trailers, right? Those like enclosed trailers yeah. that are like, you can get them up to like 20 feet or a little more than 20 feet. You should get one of those and you should turn part of it into like a room. And then the other part should be like, so you can just go on the road and then like you could buy stuff and ship and pack and like go to thrift stores and have a whole section for eBay and then just carry it along with you. And it's a traveling, uh, it's a traveling yeah. office. If, do it. If, yeah, but I do don't know it. if my boys would be okay with that. Do it. They also have school. Then I would have to homeschool them. Yeah. Then add another thing on top of it. Oh, that'd be brutal. But But it's just for, I'm not saying like do it. Just, just for my road time. trips? Just for your road trips, right? Yeah. Like you're going to go away for a weekend, boom. Hook up the trailer, go. No, you, don't, I, you don't even have to get a hotel. Pay for I, but you know like what? But there's still months. the luxuries of the hotel. Like I still, I went to the jacuzzi. I you see. know, I didn't have to make my bed. I still had a nice so, breakfast. So you're, so you're balling is what you're trying to do. In a, in a little, in a way. And it's a paidcation, right? Because I can write that off all on my taxes. So that's the other part of it. You know, I, nice. I look at it. It cost me $90 a night uh, of the stuff I was sourcing. I only had to make like three or four sales and I already made that money back. So definitely enjoying the retail arbitrage. It's kind of strange because I've been telling you, like, I hadn't done anything since January and now I'm back at it. So it's kind of... I'm proud of you. It's good oh, stuff, man. Well, thanks. I'm just, I'm hoping uh, that things go well these next few weeks because I think I'm going to travel some more. So it'll be nice. All right. Give me, give me some random stories here. What do you got going, what's been going on with you outside of the updates? Um, well, I mean, I, I've had a lot of, the last couple of weeks of garage selling have been so good. I got a lot of stories, but one that really stands out to me, um, I was at a garage sale, not this weekend, but the weekend before. and. I show up and I mean, I'm, it's, it's a community garage store, right? So I'm hitting house to house to house and I pull up to this one 
and I see that there's like already a bunch of people there. And I'm looking through this bin and in this bin are a whole bunch of hats, probably, I don't know, I'd say 30 hats and wow. um, some video game stuff at the bottom. Really? And just like <clears throat> nothing like great. I could tell just it's like like loose CDs from like PlayStation games. So oh, like, okay, those are going to be like, worthless. Like PS2. Yeah, PS2 games. And then there were some PSP games and I'm like, okay, like, then, you know, maybe there's something and there. And some PS2 can make money, yeah. but not much. And then there was a few Game Boy Advance uh, cartridges. So okay. I was like, all right, there's a bunch of stuff in this bin. So I'm looking through it. And I'm talking to the lady and I'm trying to like haggle a price because there's so many hats and I'm trying to move because it's 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 a time game, right? Like you got to get from house to house. So I'm trying to like, okay, do I want to like spend time looking through this bin of hats to find maybe one or two good hats and see if there's any good games? And so I'm trying to get her a price for the whole bin, um, which I did. I got a pretty decent price, like $7 for the whole bin. Okay. Um, but as That's I'm doing $7 this- $7 for how many hats? There's like 30 of them. And the games? And the games, yeah. And I don't. That's a sweet deal. Yeah. And, and honestly, I started looking through the hats and I don't think there's not a lot of money there. I've already sold one of the PSP games and, and basically made the price of the that bin. So anything else that I make off of it's just going to be profit. Oh, garage sale ROI. You it's just, crazy. You just can't beat it's it. It's crazy. But as it. I'm doing that, as I'm going through this bin, this other guy walks up to me and he's like, he sees I'm talking to the lady and she like turns around to ask her husband a question. He, he like leans over to me and he goes, You just missed it. Like, oh, that's the worst. Like, Why do people do that? Because I just bought like eight boxes, big boxes of like 10 cent comics for $4 a box. Okay, well, I don't know if you missed it. I'm serious. 10 cent, like old comics. Old. Yeah, but here's the thing. I Comics are, and I'm not a comic connoisseur at all. But I will tell you, like, comics are super specific as to what's valuable. Mm. And then there's grade. And then there's there's a whole lot of Oh, I'm sure. Play. I mean, I've got, a, I mean? Yeah, I've got a whole bunch of uh, baseball cards and football cards right now that are, are would take me probably a year to get through to figure out what they're actually worth and probably not worth anything. So I know, I know, I understand how that works. But I'm listening to him say that. But it was funny because he goes, because I know you're, I know you're a good picker. Oh, like, nice. Oh, yeah. There you he's go. Like, he's like, yeah, because I've seen you. I've seen you around. I watch you. Wow. I watch you at these places. He's like, I've been I've been watching you. I know you're a good what? picker. What is and that? I was like, I was like, all right, man. And it wasn't like I've watched you on Pierce's podcast. I don't just, think so. I'm like seeing you in the wild. I, I'm I'm like 99% sure he just means like he's seen me at other houses before. But if if you are a listener and you've seen me on Pierce's podcast, hey man, let us know how you did on those uh comic books. But I tell you what, like I was a little jealous and then a little bit like at the same time, like, oh man, like. You, like, you've I'm arrived, st- Mike. I'm starting to get noticed by Picker the other status. pickers. You know what I mean? Like, and and then complimented that like I know what I'm doing. So that was that was a uh, that was good. It was a uh, it was an interesting it was an interesting conversation to say the least. Uh, but uh, off air, I want to chat and figure out who this guy was. I might know him, but it just wow, that's that's intense. It was intense. And there's a few people I've recognized here and there. Like I think I've seen that person before. Um, and then like I've run into. Um, uh, couple of our listeners several times, which has been cool. But, uh, but this one was, was different. It was just kind of like, Oh, I don't, you've noticed me. And so now I'm like worried about like, do I got to like keep my head down when I'm out? <laughs> He's going to wear a hood everywhere yeah. he goes. Garage I'll sale. be that one. He'll shave his beard completely. Yeah. That's never happening. No, I know. <laughs> I've never seen Mike without a beard. My wife has never seen me without a beard. So really yeah, interesting. Well, it, here's the thing though, too. It's, at least he was nice and courteous. I, I got to tell you, most resellers we run into in San Diego are, they're pretty nice. Like I've never, I, there's only one guy that avoids me like the plague. Mm. Like anytime I see him like at the Nike store or I see him, 
you know, at a garage sale, like he acts like I don't exist, which I don't know. I mean, it's obvious that he's a reseller, but uh, we actually talked about him like several episodes ago. Do you know what I'm talking Was about? Was he one of the ones that you talked to, like you called him out at Target? No, I called him out at the Nike store. Oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't like that very much. So maybe since then he's kind of, you know, harbored this grudge against me. So, wow. But hey, you know what? Do you feel like you missed out though? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you make me feel better now knowing that okay, maybe maybe I didn't miss that much with the comic books, but uh but you know, there's there's still that feeling of I mean, he seemed to think he got a good score. So, I mean, I know the price matters like, you know, the cheaper, obviously the older they are. Old. And I don't know, I, I didn't even know 10 cent comics were a thing. So maybe maybe that's not like accurate. Maybe they're just like old comics, I don't know, but he's like like 4 Eight or something crazy like that. But if I would buy. How much did he pay for them? He said four dollars a box. Okay, so I I probably would have bought them too. I just I just think about the work. I mean, if it's worth it. But I've done it before where I've found like multiple boxes and I start looking through them and I'm like, I, I don't know if it's worth it. Actually, no. reminds me of a Craigslist Hunter video where I think he could have bought like a whole storage unit full of comics for several thousand dollars and he backed out. Mm. Because it was just too much. Yeah. Like, Isn't today like it. comic book day or something? Yeah. it's Well, actually, may the fourth be with you. That was that was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Oh, no, that is today. It's today. Oh. Because tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo. Nice. You know, there's like a holiday every day. Yeah. I mean, if, so you're today, listening, if you're listening to this today, it would be May 4th. But you're listening to this on Wednesday, right? So, so not. But to our, all our fellow Jedis, may the fourth be may, with you. May the fourth be with you. Yes. But it's free comic book. I should have. I should have. I should have wore something Star Wars related, huh? But it wouldn't have made sense when the episode. It dropped. wouldn't have. Well, but we're talking about it, so then it would have made sense. That is true. But have you noticed that there's like a holiday for every day? I think we need to make a reseller holiday. Let's do it. National Reseller Day. National <laughs> Reseller Day. Well, like all thrift stores cut prices, and all, you have to have a reseller's permit. Interesting. There yeah, you go. Let's uh. Let's start the let's start the movement. Yeah, let's uh. Everybody sign a petition. Um. It, it it's you know. Sponsored by Pure Russell Podcast, National Reseller Day. We're going to make this a thing I just, behind us. But do you get what I'm saying? I feel like there's a holiday for everything. There really is. So, okay. We could, like, we could, we should start a card market, too. Like, happy National Reseller Day. Get on the Hallmark train. There you go. Anyways, all right. I'm taking this too far, probably. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, hey, I don't, I don't know. If you think Mike mixed, mixed out, uh, mixed out. Wow. Are we going to edit that? No, nope. we're not gonna missed out. If if you think Mike missed out, let us know in the comments below. I, I'm interested because I don't think he missed out. But then again, we don't know what we don't know. It's true. Yep. Right. So all right. Well, good for you. Good for, good for you to be recognized. So yeah. now now you gotta watch your six everywhere you go. I know, right? Like people well, I mean, I've already gone to like garage sales that I've already been to the house and they recognize me like months later, and that's a little weird. To like, hey, you're the guy that bought the such and such, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> but you know, that's a good thing though, because at least they know. Well, it depends. So sometimes you pay up, hoping that next time you'll be able to make a deal again. Because mm. sometimes if you like lowball too much, like you're not going to be able to make that second deal. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, especially if if later on they regret the uh, sell that they made. Yeah, they're like, you're oh, that, that guy. <laughs> yeah. So you got to be careful. Wow, okay. What about you? Do you got any uh, interesting stories? So, a couple things. It's been interesting because I've had like an adventure a week. So, last week, uh, I went uh, thrifting with uh, 
Fernando from Funky Cole Medina's. So he's been reselling for a long time. And it's funny how we connected is because years ago at a community garage sale, I bought inventory from him that he was trying to offload that he, you know, he got kind of tired and didn't want to list on eBay. And then through the meetup, we got to know each other. And then we go, hey, why don't we go sourcing? So we went to that store. You know what I'm talking about? That store. Uh And it's crazy because like the entire hour or hour and a half that we were there, we never sourced the same item. Even though he does shoes, he does clothing. Well, that would that would be impossible for you to source the same item. No, I get it, but we weren't like fighting for the same item. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. he started with shoes, I started with electronics. I found I found some nice bow stuff. And then he went here and I went there. And it, it wasn't it's not like super interesting story, but again, it's one of those things we keep talking about is that everybody has, for the most part, their own niche. Like I never run into a store. I don't think I've ever had a moment. Like where I'm directly competing with the reseller. I mean, have you had that happen? I mean, we've talked about stories about people grabbing the same box or, right. or you know, having well, awkward I, moments. I mean, I, I think that's one of those things where you don't know what you don't know. Like you just said earlier, and that that is, you might feel like, hey, I was able to leave with some stuff in my cart and they left with stuff in their cart. But had they not been there, you might have gotten... 75% of the things that were in their car and that would just be more ROI for you. So so Possibly. technically, you know, you might not have been been fighting over items, but there would have been more more in there for you to get had they not been there. I agree. The the only thing I'll disagree on is that whatever was in his car, I would have never sourced. Hmm. And what it was in my car, he goes, "Oh, I didn't know about that." Well, then that works out. So yeah. so we both learned this time, next time. Oh, next time. <laughs> you better watch out Fernando. No, but it, it was good. Now, here, so again, I always say, like, it doesn't hurt to network with other resellers, right? And we talked about this in our last episode where, you know, again, I was able to get inventory from Fernando, right, at a good cost that I was able to make money on without going to the thrift store. And it was already pre-selected, right? And when we went to this thrift store, right, it helped because I was able to pick up on stuff that he had, was picking up that I had no idea about. And he looked at my stuff and he goes, hey, I didn't know about this. I didn't know about that. So speaking of that, that's another inventory reserve that I have not touched. That was a week and a half ago. What's that? All the inventory that I bought. I literally really? bought, I think, like 60 items. Eesh. Well, I have a inventory closet now. So they're not piles. They're just a closet. And as long as the closet closes, I'm good. It's kind of scary. Got your back stock ready to go. <laughs> More than back stock. It's kind of scary, but I just thought about that. I go, I have not looked at those items in a week and a half. So, okay. All right. So let me talk a little bit about uh, my trip to Wisconsin because, you, you, how, you know, you, you're talking about trying to change how you're living, right? Right. Right. For reselling. We've talked about that before. <sighs> We're paying a lot in San Diego. Yeah, San Diego's in one of the <laughs> We've top. Said that. It's one of it's one of the, the most expensive cities in the world or in the in the United States to live. Oh my goodness. It's, it's in the top something, the top top. So I, I visited so these were I went to go visit friends in Wisconsin that I have not seen in 16 years. And it's one of those where you never miss a beat. It's like you never left, right? And I go and I go to their house and I'm like, this is really nice. And then I, they also are buying some real estate to rent. And I'm like, what? Okay, that's really nice. I stay at their place and I literally feel like it's a resort. Like it's so nice. I mean, they had, they had a basement and then they had a basement for their basement. Ooh. 
The basement basement. And the basement basement wasn't like gross or anything. It was just, it looked like a storage unit. Uh, a furnished basement would be my dream. Well, that's the thing. They had a furnished basement and then they had the basement, which was, they had shelves that you could put inventory on. And it was larger than my storage unit. Which you probably pay almost as much for your storage unit as, as they do for their, their, their property. Well, and that, that's the crazy thing is that what they pay for their very nice, huge home, I pay for my three-bedroom condo. And I'm like, and, and I remember with Fernando talking about this the week before that if we can make it reselling in San Diego, we'll make it anywhere. Yeah. But I remember, you know, it's funny, I'm there and he goes, hey, you know, uh, let's go tour the neighborhood. So he, he has a golf cart. I mean, think about it. Like, to have a golf cart, you got to be able to have a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a normal thing. Like, you just roll up somebody's house in your golf cart. Well, I, I think I think part of that, too, comes from the mindset of, of where we are. I think living living is just so different everywhere you go. Like, in, in Southern California, specifically San Diego, you pay so much for the, the place you stay, whether you're renting or you're buying a house that there's almost no money left over for other things. Right? No, and that's whereas, what I'm trying to say. Whereas, yeah, so for us to have something like that would be like a show of like, whoa, you can afford you can afford a place to stay and that, but... <laughs> it just, it was so wild. So, you know, I'm thinking like, do I want to leave California? Because I'm going around and like everything, like gas was like 275. The gas right now is like 395 in San Diego. Yeah, or over four. Or over four yeah. in some places, like obnoxious. Right, you go to stores, things are super cheap. I paid for dinner for all three for me and my him and my other friend when we went to dinner, and that would have been alone just my bill at a certain place. And I'm just like, I get it now. I I hundred percent understand why people that go full time reselling move if they're in a California if they're in California or in, in New York or some other location. Yeah, because I look at all that and I go, I I just. Wow. Like you really can cut down your cost a lot. I think the hard thing though, one of the reasons it's it's so difficult to leave is man, the weather is just so nice here. I know, I know. It, it really hey, is. Well, that's like, the it's thing. a people, kicker. It's the sunshine tax. That's what you're paying for. People were DMing me and going, Yeah, Orlando, you don't know that for like the last five months it was like horrendous snow. Yeah, you just don't leave your house. Yeah, you don't leave. And that, that's what they told me. They said at one point it was like negative 50 degrees with the wind chill. You know how sometimes you go out to your car and like you start it and it's like a little cold in your yeah. car. And so you're like, bummer, man. Blast that heater. Right. Um, they have to like go out and shovel their driveway before they can leave the house. Oh, and, and you got to scrape your windows and your door might, might be frozen shut. Like, can you imagine? No, I remember I was out there for five years. I've never done it. Now, there's one thing that didn't change. Goodwill prices. Really? Yeah. So Ooh. that that's what I I really was thrown off. You know, so I went to the Salvation Army and they were legit. Salvation Army was nice. And I did notice there's a lot there was a lot less resellers where I was. Like San Diego, right? Would you say there's ever a moment you walk to a thrift store and you're like, hey, there's no resellers here? No. There's always resellers. Always. Always. Like always. So if you come to San Diego and you're thinking about doing a road trip, be warned. There's always a reseller in a store. It could be morning. It could be afternoon. It could be evening. There's always somebody there. I feel like we need to get uh, uh, business cards and just start handing them out to the resellers we see at thrift stores. Why don't we do that? <laughs> okay, check out Peerless Podcast. Maybe. Maybe we should. But, 
you know, I noticed like I was in the Salvation Army and literally, literally there was like four people in the store with me for like two hours. And then of those four people, they were only there for like five, 10 minutes, right? Now I did have people DM me that just said, hey, I went to that store, Orlando, and I already grabbed this and this and this. I'm like, ah, you know, and that, it was great to hear. It was great to hear from other listeners that are nearby saying, hey, I missed you by five minutes. Because my goal wasn't to go out there and go thrifting. It just ended up happening because, you know, like we say, reselling is a lifestyle. So, you know, everybody's asking how you're doing, Orlando, and I'm, like, talking about reselling, like, half the time. So, I, I don't know. It's just things to think about. You're talking about, you know, fifth-wheel trailer, and I, I'm good where I'm at, but it's kind of one of those things, like, I wonder what I could do. I wonder, you know— how awesome would it be not to pay for a storage unit to have a fully furnished basement just for eBay with an office, photography place, place to do RA. And I'm like, and here, I got to tell you that, that that storage unit bill, it just hit me again. I pay about 300 bucks a month only for one. That's money. Yeah. That's no joke. So and it was good. And, and the other parts of the story was the items I sourced. I don't know. Did you see on Instagram what happened to my items that I sourced? No. So, I didn't want to take them as a carry-on on Southwest, so I decided to check them in. Yeah, my luggage didn't make it back with me. Oh, man. But props to Southwest. That night, they took a report, and they said, as soon as we find your stuff, we'll make sure that it gets delivered to your door. So in less than 12 hours, somebody was at my door. I checked everything, and it was all there. Nice. So, And here's what's crazy. I was, I was doing some RA while I was out there, too, and I was going to put RA items in that checked luggage. That would have been scary. Because, you know, thrifting, yeah, I, I would have lost $300, $400 profit. But RA, like, it would definitely would have been a little more. So, anyway. It's just you probably bit. wouldn't have been able to fit as much RA in a No, and I, I and I couldn't. I wanted to buy another suitcase, but then the suitcases were too expensive, so I left some you, stuff behind. There was no suitcase at a thrift store you could have bought? There was, but, See? okay. No, okay, here, here was my dilemma. My dilemma was my flight was at five five-ish. I was trying to do RA at around two o'clock and the airport was two hours away. So, and the traffic kept building. So I look at my watch and it's like 225, right? And I'm like, and I look at the traffic, you know, and as the day gets later, traffic gets worse and your time goes up on Google right. Maps. So I'm like, okay, maybe I could squeeze five more minutes and then I can make my purchase. Well, then five minutes later, I'd look and like another 30 minutes got added to my commute. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to miss this flight if I don't get out of here. So somebody out there ended up with a nice card of RA that I just left behind. Because I had to go. I had to catch my flight. And here's what happens. I get to the airport, and my flight was delayed by an hour. Just imagine somebody's like starting their, their Amazon <laughs> life, and they're like, I, I need to try this. I don't know if it's right for me. And they walk into a store, and there's a cart with all of the, the greatest things that they could Possibly all sourced, be low be ranking, up. high ROI, all ready and it's to go. It's just like, oh, you were like an angel for somebody, Orlando. It's very possible. It's you were like, possible. you were like the reselling angel to somebody, <laughs> or you just made somebody put a bunch of stuff back. In, in which case, that's, that's true. Safe. I did, I did, I literally just left. Like, hey. I just put the car in the middle of the store and just left. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, my uncle used to always just put stuff on random, like, if he didn't want it, and just always say it's a uh, job security. Right. Someone's got to put that back. Job security. Oh, man. I don't even know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> Job security. Okay. 
So anyways, that was our trip. Uh, that nice. was my trip. Uh, I'm probably going to do a few more trips here coming up soon. And so looking forward to that and uh, going to go to the undisclosed location, too. So we'll see what happens. Is this undisclosed location something that you're going to tell me off air? or? I think we will. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. It just it sounds like you're like going to go to like a, a, a government like like facility somewhere in undisclosed. Well, here, here's what happens with R.A. So I've noticed on R.A. And, and those of you that share R.A. on Instagram, you got to be really careful because people are good. So you can leave like anything. So, for instance, somebody had talked about on Instagram, like if you have an Amazon case that's opened and you post like that case on IG, people can use that case. And if they know somebody internally that works at Amazon, they can trace back that store and see all the items that were sourced. That's intense. I mean, not saying that happens, but it's out there. Or I've had people like I source some things and I thought I blurred things enough and I might've missed a spot. Somebody blows it up and then they'll DM me like, Hey, Rolanda, I picked those up too. I'm like, what? How'd you know? And so people know people have ways. So anyways, that's why. Intense. That's crazy. Hackers out there. (laughs) Hackers out there. All right. So you ready for some current topics? Yeah. I feel like we need to have like a little breaking news sound effect play right when we're going to start like current, current reselling topics. We do have sounds now though. We have our sounds before our sponsors. Yeah, we do. So just like, so if you're wondering what, how's it sound like a, Uh, it's something like that so if you hear that that means (laughs) i don't know if it's like that not exactly like that so hey thanks for listening to our sponsors appreciate it so uh it's just so you know that's a new sound that's being introduced to pure podcast yeah man uh gonna break up especially because uh you know it, it could be awkward and we're in the middle we're in the middle of talking about something and all of a sudden it's like sign up for anchor i know it's like Check out this podcast, and you're like, "Why? Why are they talking oh, about another podcast?" This doesn't make sense at all. They've lost their mind. Yeah, so <laughs> trying to break it up a little bit. All right, but uh, th- speaking th- of which, yeah. if, if if you're, uh, we, we want to thank you again for you know spending time watching our 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 YouTube or listening to our podcast. It's really really good. We really really appreciate it. Um, I, I see we've got. Our, our iTunes reviews are definitely going up as far as the mm-hmm. number of reviews. So if you haven't had a chance, if you're enjoying our content, um, you know, please go leave a good review. It helps it. It helps other people find us. It's it's one of the best ways for other people to find us. Or if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, uh, leave a comment, make sure you're subscribed. All of those things help make sure that we can be found by other people. Cause you know, it's, we, we don't pay for advertisement. We, we, we just want other people to, to, to be able to find us. And so uh, it's all been word of mouth. That's the way people have been finding us. So we yeah, really and, that, that. and subscribing and hitting that thumbs up. It's, it's strange, but it really does matter because the more thumbs up we get. So for instance, uh, our mug life video got a hundred likes. Ooh, ooh. And so, and if you haven't caught our mug life video, if you want to find out the best way to pack a mug, check out our mug life video. And then there's a little kind of, Little throwback to office space in there if you watch that movie back in the day. Yeah, and, and even if you don't want to ship mugs because there's like a long process of how to do it, which is, is amazing. I've done it several times now. Uh, but but just skip towards like the last half of the video, and uh, it's one of the funniest things we've ever done. It's, it it's worth times. a watch. It was, it was good, good times. times. 
So, hey, if you haven't had a chance, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that bell button to be notified. We have some videos we're going to be working on here in a little bit that we'll be releasing. And if you haven't had a chance yet, follow us on Instagram because we're always dropping knowledge on Instagram or any updates or collaborations or anything that's going on. We are Pure Hustle Podcast on Instagram. We are Pure Hustle Podcast on Facebook. We are Pure Hustle Cast on Twitter. You can give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. And people have been calling us, asking us questions. So we'll eventually start playing some of those uh, when we get a chance. And also you can email us at purehustlepodcast at gmail.com. And last of all, we also uh, down below have a PayPal link. If you just want to say a quick thank you and let us know that you appreciate the content, uh, you know, we're always grateful because the the more that we're able to kind of offset our reselling with little side income, it allows us to create more content, yep. which will always be free. Always be free. Everything we do for you guys will be free. We never want to charge you uh, because we want you to have more money in your pocket to go out and source items, make a bunch of money. And then share that wealth of information with others. 100%. Yeah. That's how you stay relevant and real and resell. Um, late. And then the episode's over. Yeah, just like that. Just thanks, like for, that. thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> just kidding. We've got a lot left. That would be our shortest episode ever. I don't know. I feel like we've had I've, uh, some of our first few episodes were pretty we, short. We have a 30-minute out there. Yeah. We're, hey, you know, I'm interested. Let us know. Would you prefer two one-hour episodes in a week or one two-hour episode? I'm interested. Because Mike and I, we've talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Are you okay that we're talking about this? Yeah, right yeah, now? yeah. I'm interested because because we're not doing it for us. We're doing it for 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 the peeps, man. We're doing it for the community. So whatever. <laughs> the peeps. So for whatever you guys would prefer, if it's if it if you'd like to have uh, more shorter episodes, um, and maybe a little bit more focused, um, or if you like these longer form ones, yeah, just let us know what you guys like. Yeah, I'm super interested because remember initially. When we started doing the longer ones, everybody's like, oh, love the long episodes, mm-hmm. right? But now I've, I've heard some people say, hey, it'd be awesome if you guys could do like two a week. I've heard people say it'd be awesome if you could go daily, which that would be really nice to do, but it takes a lot. So, yeah. so let us know in the comments below. Really appreciate your feedback. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? So current events. So we got a big deal here. We have the eBay spring seller update. Woo. That sounds intense. It does. Sounds awesome, though. But it wasn't intense. It was just basic. Well, okay. So, and, and some of you might disagree. So do you remember weeks ago we had the eBay Spring Limited Seller Update? I think so. It was like the one where like they said we're going to do make offers. Right. Which has been great, by the way. H- has it been working for you? Yeah. We've sent offers on quite a few things and gotten gotten a handful of sales on them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I can't say the same. Really? I, I will say it's probably one for every 10 offers... I'll get one counter offer. Huh. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there, but that's pretty much what it is for me. Now, when you say you send offers, at what percentages are you doing? Like, are you are you dropping it by like, you know, 10%? Are you dropping it by 20%? Like, what's your average? Um, I don't know. I mean, it just depends on the item. I mean, every item has built-in wiggle room that like we we always try and list a little high, but we have in our mind like what we would take. And so we might like go the in-between of what we would take rock bottom and what it's listed. And that might be what we offer that way. If they, if they do come back a little lower, we've got still some room to, to maneuver. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm trying to figure out is my problem that I just send offers that are like $10 lower mm. because then I'm always hoping for the counter offer, but then I've sent some low ball, like 50% offer stuff. I'm just trying to get rid of. And it's like crickets. Mm. Well, I'm sure some of it too, is that people watch something and then like, forget about it and months and months go by and then they're not interested in it 
anymore. Like that's one of those things too. Like I, I've noticed for me, even just personally, um, like when it comes like I really need something, I want something, I'm on Amazon. Sometimes I'll just put it in my cart and say like, okay, I'll buy it in like four days. And then four okay. days goes by and then I look at it in my cart and I'm like, yeah, I don't need this thing. And I take it out. Right. So that's like a, a, a discipline thing that I've done myself. That's good. And so it's possible that like people just get to a point where they haven't had it for so long. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't really want that anymore. So that could be part of the watching thing. I think, I think if somebody's watching something for months and they still want it, they're going to buy it. Like usually if you're watching something, it's been that long, you've moved on. No, I get it. I get it. I, and I will say part of my issue too is I think you're having the same issues. We do have people that follow us on Instagram, some listeners that watch our items. So I can't tell if it's like a legit item or people are like, hey, is Orlando really going to get what he said? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm thankful for the option. I made some sales. I'm not complaining. I'm so thankful for that. I think that was one of the biggest moves that eBay could have made. So, okay. I think some of you will get the context of what I'm about to say and hope, hopefully Mike does. So remember when, when you first started teaching, like you would make PowerPoints or when you went to a class, what were the, what did the not so exciting teachers do with PowerPoints? I would just put like nothing but words on the thing and then read it. Exactly. So yeah. I don't want to do that. Like I, you know, all of you can read the eBay spring seller update. So I just want to hit some highlights Yes. because, you know, for me to just, all right, we're going to talk about what we need to know. And I just read it. That would be. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, lame. what we should be doing is we should be critiquing. We should be, here's the highlights, and then now we're going to give our opinion on it. We're, 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 we're an opinion piece. We're an opinion piece. Yeah. All right, so there's some weird things that I'm like, okay, I guess this is an update. So one of them is Good Till Canceled is going to make sure that the listings end up getting relisted on the day that they were listed. Because before, there were some things that were being only relisted after 30 days instead of the 31 days. Okay. Seller update one. Cool. Cool story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just, I don't, you know, it's just some of these were interesting. Uh, but I want to add to that. So if you want to know how long it's been since your item's been listed, they did add another, like, uh, option. Now, here's what's interesting. If you go to Seller Hub, it's not, like, something that's there already. You have to... Click the customized link in your print on your active listings page in Seller Hub. Select start and end date. Change your column order if desired. And then you'll get that. Hmm. So you can find that info, which it's one of those things. Remember that one time that podcast, I'm like, eBay's being so innovative. And you're like, um, that's the wrong use of that word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I feel like. Like, this is this is kind of like a given. Uh -huh. Like, some of these things I'm going to talk about are a given. I, and I think... They're important because now that it's in writing, I guess we can hold eBay to it, but they're like common sense things. Mm. Okay. But they're, you know, again, I'm just thankful that eBay is moving in the right direction. Yeah. So one other thing is, uh, have you ever had something where you had to cancel a transaction? What do you mean? Like cancel. Like somebody says, I don't want any more. Oh yeah. Cancel. All the time. Okay. What do you do with your item when you cancel it? Do you list it? Okay. And how do you do that? I don't remember how I do that. I don't know. Okay. So you you have to go to the item uh -huh. and you release it. Yeah. Okay. The, so, no, no, you know, there's like a special way. Like, well, let me explain. I, think I, just, okay. I just hit the release button. Well, now on the button that you click for refund, it now will say refund and relist with fees. Genius. With fees? Oh, come on. They shouldn't be fees. I like that they, they're adding that, but there shouldn't be fees. Okay. But I'm still like... 
I'm not understanding like why. I don't know. I guess. I, well, because I, what if I, I love you, Devin Winnick. I love eBay. I'm just not understanding why this was an update. No, it makes sense though. Because okay, think about it this way: you got to you you. You have to pain. imagine. You have to imagine that people who are making decisions have thought about and have had enough complaints, right? Because you remember this as administrator. You probably had teachers come into you say like, "This is dumb that we do it this way," and they complain about something, and then you have to like kind Mike. of you have to kind of explain to them like, "Look, I know that this doesn't make sense for the way you do things, but." We see a, a different picture. We get okay, other complaints. Okay, picture. Right. Okay. So, okay. So the other side of this perspective would be, what if you had to cancel the transaction, right? Or something happened and the item broke or you couldn't send it. If as soon as you canceled it, it automatically relisted. No, I get it. And they didn't have that. So you still have the option. Like you have to click on it. So then you can click on the button to relist with fees. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to do it when somebody canceled when they asked me to cancel it, I would first relist it so I didn't forget to relist it. Okay. And then I would cancel it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah. Is it a good thing? I think it's a good thing because that's one less thing I have to do. Right. It's just one of those things where it's like, I'm just not sure why it took a while. That's all. Yeah. That 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 could have been that could have been there earlier. But, again, like you said, it's moving in the right direction. So, um, that's good. It's good. I think that's a good ad. I think it's a good little nice little nice little thing on there. Like... Now, here's, here's another one that I think is good, and this is for, uh, kind of relates with our last episode. Remember we talked about last episode about sourcing from eBay to flip on eBay? Yeah. So now you can actually be exempt from sales tax on eBay if you're a reseller, if you're buying to resell. Huh. So if okay. you have your reseller's permit, there's a place for you to, I guess, for you to upload, and then you don't have to pay the sales tax on the item. Nice. Now, I got a question for that on the sales tax, because I... I I haven't been paying close enough attention because um, I just haven't been. But um, I've noticed that they've added only for certain states or certain items, it'll add the sales tax to Correct. it, right? Do, is that extra money being added to PayPal and then now I'm responsible for, for paying that taxes or are they paying the taxes on their end and I don't have to? I believe they are taking care of it. Okay. I just, I just didn't know if that added amount that they collect ends up coming into our PayPal. And then now we're just responsible for realizing that like, Hey, we collected the tax for you. Now you have to pay that tax. Well, you know what? The easiest way to figure out is just look at your PayPal and see if you actually got that money. I mean, I know I, I, I probably could have done that. I just thought about that the other day when I looked at it, I'm like, huh, I wonder if that's going in mine and I have to do it. And I just never looked. I you know, it cracks me up here. You know, I, oh, I do have an offer. Anyways, I needed to share a, an offer on a, on, on a Furby. Furby. I don't know. Um, Do you remember when everybody was like panicked that Furbies were like being used to spy on us? And no, I I believe it though. Here, here's the somebody we were just talking about that when I was in Wisconsin because at their house they have like three Alexa, right? And we could just be talking about something, and then I I'll never forget talking with one of my friends, and she was uh, letting me know about her blog, and I went to Google to Google something, and I typed in like the three letters related to her username, but it, I wasn't looking. For her, and then her name popped up in my Google search. Oh yeah, I mean people. Uh, they, they, they're how, definitely. How does that happen? They're are definitely. The, the phones are listening. Everything's listening. But I've said this before. I think there's 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 a, a certainly a place to say like we should be completely free from any kind of privacy invasions. Um, and and I, I totally respect people who are like use VPNs and like don't use social media and try and protect their privacy as much as they can. But also, I think that there's a trade off between convenience. And, and privacy. And I don't think most of the time they care specifically about 
Orlando, right? Like True. what they care about is aggregate data. They want to, they, I mean, they want to sell you stuff to an extent, but they're not like wondering who you are and what they can use against you in order to like, they just want, so like, I shouldn't turn into Ron Swanson and like destroy all my stuff and go into hiding. <laughs> but, but I do think, I do think that there's, it's one of those things that it, 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 it provides convenience overall as the internet, as your personal time on Yeah, but that phone. was scary. It is scary. Think it about is. it. Like we all were saying, what if they're listening? Because some oh, of the stuff, listening. I mean, I just went to their house and then I ended up getting all these suggestions to have friends like on Facebook that were college friends that I have not heard about in years. Oh, yeah. I mean, who weren't even there. Yeah. Do you know it's, what I'm saying? It's crazy. Just because my phone was in a certain location. In the location, yep. Your ads will change depending on your location. Um, yeah, you talk about certain items. You look up an item one time and then every Facebook ad. And again, they're trying to 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 make it so that your advertising experience is, you know, directly related to things you're interested in, which you can appreciate if if all the ads you get aren't relevant at all. But you also got to realize that you're being manipulated. I always tell my students that. Oh, like I agree. Everybody, here's a phrase. Here's the quote of the week. I wasn't even planning on this being the quote, quote of the, of the week, week, but but this works. I always tell my students and, and even parents when they come in for open house and stuff, I have a theory. And the theory is everyone is trying to convince you of something. Right? Always. And I mean, I'm, 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 doing it, I'm doing it right now, right? Like yeah. I got everybody and there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. Like what I always try and tell the students though is you need to recognize that you're being, people are trying to manipulate you and then you need to be able to make the decision rationally and critically think through it and say, do I agree with what they're saying? How does this impact me? Does this help me? Does this hurt me? Who benefits from it? And and not just be oblivious to the fact that that you're being manipulated. Now, is it okay to be manipulated if it makes your life better and it turns out okay in the end? Well, maybe, right? But you need to be able to consciously think about that. So I like to be manipulated because I want to be manipulated. If it, but I'll never know if I'm being manipulated. I don't know what you're talking about now. I can't follow that. I'm <laughs> no, going to okay, need to draw The reason out. I grabbed my phone is I wanted to share this. I got this message today, and I thought it was just hilarious. So this person goes, $38. This deals with tax, okay? $38 for used shoes. And what's this about taxing used goods? Last time I checked, tax was on new items. I'm like, wait. What are you, is this like, did you take a time machine? Like what? Like was this pre Teddy Roosevelt? Like I'm not. I'm not understanding. Like so, if you're not with taxes and you're not, you know, you're not understanding that there's sales tax being collected, and you got you you got to get on it because that'll come back and catch up with you. I mean, I understand that that mindset where people are confused. If it's like if one item can be taxed like eight times, right? Like it comes to a place where it's like. So I understand why people feel like that's double taxation, even though that's not what that means. But like, I know, I mean, cause my dad would have said that all the time too. Like, how can I be taxed for this when they've already paid taxes on it? Now I have to pay taxes on it. And then, right. So, so I could see why people would say used items, right? Like, but it's one of those things where I, I'm just like, and I looked at this person's feedback and they've been buying on eBay for a long time. So maybe in a different state, maybe there is nothing, maybe mm. just California. It's yeah. just. I don't know. It's just different. But it's nice when uh, customers uh, decide to rant at, at you on through messages. I almost wanted to say, please contact your local representative because I have no say in that. Sign a petition. And while you're at it, sign the petition for reseller, National Reseller Day. There you go. It's uh, going to be on the ballot next November. We need, uh, we, we next need to November. make it happen. Hey, the economy is doing well, by the way. It's booming. 3.2% GDP growth. Yeah. I mean, if you're, it's one of those things like, like as a reseller, like this is good news. I mean, 
means people have expendable money, right? Like there's, there's, this there's, means there's no better time to do e-commerce than now. And if you're listening to us and you haven't started now is the time. Yep. Now's the time for multiple reasons, right? Like historically, this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. It's well, we've talked about the doom and gloom multiple times on this. I know, I hate but to be that guy, but I'm not there right now. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not like, I don't foresee the, not that we're economists or yeah, anything. No, no, no. I'm just a historian. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I mean, expansions can only last so long, but we're doing, we're in a good place right now. So I say, keep, use it as much as you can, build as much capital as you can. And whenever the next, um, you know, downturn happens, which it will happen, but that doesn't mean that it's unhealthy economy. It's just the way economies work. Mm -hmm. Up, down, up, down, expansion, restriction. That's just what what happens. The next time there's a restriction in the economy, the next time it dips down, um, use the capital you're building now to increase your capital even more, right? That's Correct. So, so um, yeah, it's good stuff. Economy's doing good, man. I, I, yeah, I was excited about that because I go, could be another good Q4. Oof. Yeah, if, if the economy keeps going the way it is right now, and more knowledge Q4 in this is Q4. going to be amazing because people, when, the, when, when, when people have jobs and there's security and there's a feeling of security, um, people spend more, right? So, so if you're, if you're making money off of other people spending stuff for Christmas and all that stuff. Good for you. There you go. All right. So back to the seller update. So uh, state sales tax requirement. So in October 2018, they announced that several states passed laws that require even online marketplaces to collect sales tax. So what they said is we collect, this, is what, this goes back to your question. In the seller update, eBay said that they will collect the sales tax at checkout and itemize how much tax we collect and remitted in our orders report. The sales tax is collected automatically. There are no fees associated. Uh, and then you can go to eBay's tax policy page if you want to know, learn more. So there you go, Mike. Cool. And there's another thing about easier orders. You guys can look that up. I don't think there's much to that. Okay, so this is for Big Baller Mike and his $10,000 transactions. What? No, so, I don't remember so, that. So the cap now is if you sell something that's worth, uh, that's more than, ah, I'm trying to find the number. Anyways, the cap is you can't be charged more than three fifty by eBay, a final value fee, if you have an anchor or enterprise store. So, oh wait, it says the final value fee for anchor enterprise stores will not change, but it will for basic and premium eBay stores. Which, I mean, unless you're like college picker with the Levi jacket, except he sold that on Etsy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing those kinds of sales, you probably... This probably isn't the podcast for you. You're, you're dealing in a different no, market. Keep listening. Keep, keep listening to reminisce these days. Yeah, and then and then share your secrets with us. Yes, because yeah, but there are sellers like that. You know the the I, I actually know one person that does sell thousand dollar items, but yeah, but not, not like several thousand. dollars. I was going to say three hundred fifty dollars, ten ten percent. Right, that's what yeah. thirty five hundred. So it'd have to be more than that for it to be like, hey, my, my price Correct. is going down. Correct. So $5,000 so item. Those are huge, huge items that yeah. you're selling. So it's, it's a big deal. So anyways, I say all that because that's a spring seller update. At, at least that's what's important. Maybe we missed something. If we did, let us know in the comments below. But I think the limited one was more important than the main one. Yeah, it's good stuff. But there's two things I'm still waiting for. You know what those are? There's one we've talked about since like day one. How many unpaid items do you have? Or have oh, you had? You know what? I have not had unpaid items really? in a long time. I actually totally forgot about unpaid items. What? Yeah, I've 
I would say probably like three or four months. I have every item people have paid like right away. There's been a couple of items where it's like, I think we've had to send them a reminder like two days later, but I haven't had like an item sit oh, for like man. eight days. Oh, it's been so nice. I've had so many. It's not even one day I had like, you know, when you go to check your notification on your phone, like the entire page was un- unpaid items. Those are the worst. Yeah, that's not good. Especially because, you know, you should never, um, you should never count your chickens before the hatch, right? No, agreed. But, uh, but man, especially when it's like a good sale and you're like, yeah, it's sold. And then not only is it unpaid, but then you got to cancel it and then you got to relist it with fees. You and, your, and your items held up. Yeah. That's, that's it could the part have sold I can't in stand. That, in that time frame. Like eBay should make it in the next update where that if somebody hasn't paid for an item that it's still live. And if somebody wants to come in and swoop and pay for it, they can do that. Uh, I don't know about that. Why? I, I, um, they should just make an automatic payment. Because I don't know. Because that would, that would stink if you're like, you bought something, you're like, sweet. And you're in the process of like, if it's within a couple no, hours. No, no, they, should, they should be like a... Like a six hour window or something. Maybe, maybe I could see like a 24 hour window. 48. Whatever. Yeah. 48. Like that. That's a long, that's a, that's a lot of time. You got to give people a chance, man. Yeah. But it's not like. What if you're traveling and you're like, oh my God. It's wallet not 1991 and you're trying to find it. your Zach Morris phone, like crying out loud. Like, I mean, there was. A, you can find something anywhere that you but, can use. But there was a day when like you had to send checks to people in eBay and they okay, had to cash exactly. a check. And then there you was the a day. The day is done. Can you imagine being a resell? Like, I mean, I'm sure no, that I, some of our listeners were, but like, I can't imagine like money right, orders too. waiting for the check, cash in the check. Imagine you don't have a list of unpaid items. You have a list of bounced checks to deal with, right? Oh. Like that'd be terrible. I know some of our listeners have experienced that. And I remember my buddy in college, Stu, that had to, he was waiting for checks in the mail before he could ship things out. So that was back in the day. But again, Hey, eBay, if you're listening to us, we would love it if, number one, we could either have automatic payments right away or put a window of time that somebody must pay. And if they don't pay, that item becomes active again until the unpaid item case is closed. Yeah. Or they're, they're, if it's not automatic payment, um, like they still have a time frame that they can pay in. Uh, but if they if they end up never paying for it, they have to pay like a percentage, like a 5% or 10% of the item if they don't ever end up paying for it, like a restocking fee type of a, no, right? like, like penalize it by, no, no. Yeah. And well, there's, so there's other things. Okay. So there's more, that's not the complete seller update. There's, there's other parts about seller protection that, Oh no, there's a little bit more. We got to talk about these. Is this is stuff good? Is it worth well, talking okay, about? Mike's all right. Like, is this worth it? Okay. So this is, I'm just saying this because I'm not understanding why this isn't right. Like this should have been in writing. So one is they're providing greater seller protections, which is great. Right. So now if somebody, there's now a feature where if there's an abusing buyer, you can report them. Nice. (laughs) There's another one that, um, sometimes I get bullied by my buyers. I I do too. It's all good. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe they had a rough report you now. So they said that this summer we will announce new seller protections while based on your track record and how we will protect you when you provide great service to buyers. Based off your track. I, I wish that they would give like specifics though. Cause I feel like when there's not maybe specifics. Maybe they will this summer. Maybe. That'd be nice. But here's the thing that, that was interesting. They said we will protect you in other ways too. Removal of negative feedback and defects when you've done your part. What? Like shouldn't that happen automatically? Like I'm listening to this and I go, I've already fought this. Like 
if I ever get a negative feedback and it had nothing to do with anything I did, like I'm going to fight till I get it removed. Yep. Which I guess it's nice now that it's in writing. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Or they say when things happen that are beyond your control, such as weather or carrier delays. So I think that's good. Now, I do I do remember that time I told you about that person that said, the sh- gave me, uh, what did they give me? They gave me, this was back in the days when you used to get eBay defects, not negative feedback. There was negative feedback, but you would get defects for item that is described. And the, the shirt they said was supposed to be short sleeve, but the pictures all showed that they were long sleeve. Like maybe I would have won my case back then. I don't know, but hmm. I still thought I should have won that case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, managed payments, that's another thing that's continued to roll out. So PayPal is getting in there, Google Pay, Apple Pay. I just hope that Global Shipping Program will be part of it soon. That's my biggest thing. I still love Global. Have you had some Global Shipping sales? We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Yeah, one of those tank toy tanks I talked about a couple weeks ago went global. And... Um, not, it wasn't, this other one wasn't global, but, uh, I sold one of my DVD VCR players, which by the way, I got them all listed. Nice. Yeah. But now I got four more that I just. So you haven't listened to our earlier podcast. So a few podcasts ago, Mike had a major inventory stack. Of, it was a death pile. <laughs> of VCRs that he yeah, had not it was, touched. It was, it was a project. I saw you. You're, so I went and checked out your store and you're like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, Mike's on a roll here. Oh, yeah, man. I, I did. You I had just, like the video of it working. Yep, like, it, it was all there. I, 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 well, what I did is I set up a little station in my kitchen um, with a little TV that I had bought just for this purpose. And I tested every VCR and DVD and DVD VCR player combo that I had. And took pictures of it playing and then took pictures of it without, you know, in the little light box and listed them all at the same time within a couple of days. And I've sold almost half of them that I've listed within a week. So I've just been sitting on money. But anyways, one of them. No, but don't just pass it. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. Like that's money that you could have used already to invest in more capital. Yeah. Don't remind me of that. Okay. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but, um, one of them was a drop shipper that they were very obvious. And the first couple of messages I got from them were really rude after they bought and paid for it, which was like, have you actually tested this? And then I'm like, yeah, look at the pictures. And then they're like, well, have you tested this? Have you, and there are all these things. And I was going to respond. And then their response back was, and can you send this out today? I've promised my buyer. Um, and I, most of my returns that I get are because the VCRs weren't actually tested correctly and all this stuff. And they're like, please don't put a, a packing slip in. The, oh, so it was yes. a drop shipper. And I'm thinking like, oh, sweet. Like it works. But in case it didn't, like it's on you. It ain't on me. Well, but that's okay. Now that we're talking about drop shipping, that's the other thing. They're going after drop shippers some more. Hmm. So I'm thinking it's, it's funny. You know how our perspective has changed on drop shippers? Mm-hmm. Like I love drop shippers. Yeah, I love them. Like buy all the stuff you want from me. Because once it's sold, it's done. Yeah, I don't got to deal with it. And usually they pay they pay full price. Like every once in a while, I get an offer from somebody that does a drop ship, but it, it's it's kind of nice. Yeah. So I'm you know, but I get it. But eBay is definitely tightening the screws, and drop shipping is getting even harder. So that's part of the seller update. If you're a drop shipper, I definitely would make sure you read that in the seller update. Yeah. Okay, I think I've covered all the seller updates. Cool, as much oh, as possible. All right. So Kohl's is now taking Amazon returns. Cool. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay, so there was kind of like this a panic on Instagram that this is going to mean a lot more returns. I don't think it's going to mean a lot more returns because it's just as easy to print a label and go to the UPS store than go to Kohl's. Oh. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Okay, so so you're saying if, if 
instead of shipping an item back to Amazon, I could just take it to Kohl's and then Kohl's will do the return for me. Correct. And they'll actually pack it for you. Huh. And I've had people DM me saying that they'll give you like a certain percentage off at a, on a Kohl's purchase. Interesting. I think Kohl's just trying to stay alive. Think about the genius in Kohl's. Like it just gets people in their doors. Gets people in their doors, right? Because think about it. Like, if and you're I, handing them money that they can go spend in your store. Correct. And if I was Kohl's, I would put the Amazon return station in the back of the store. They got to walk past all of the sales that they're doing correct. to get to it. And then and I know people who are like Kohl's diehards that are like they get the Kohl's cash, and then and I don't even know how they stay open anyways because everybody that I know that shops at Kohl's like. They end up showing me like, yeah, I got this, 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 and this. And they paid me $5 because I had so much like Kohl's cash and coupons and friends and family and like all these sales. And I'm like, wow, man, <laughs> that's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. But I, it's, it's one of those things where, I don't know, I, I think, I think returns the fact of life. Like, I think we, the days where you could sell on eBay and not, do you, do you offer returns before I move on? No. And that's the thing is I went through and I, I'm a top rated seller. Okay. Uh, and then I just noticed that you can be your, so I was confused on this. You can be a top rated seller. It just doesn't have the icon on an item unless you offer free returns. Top rated one, seller plus. Right. So plus is on the item. Top item, rated right. is different. You know what I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't realize that that was the thing. So, um, so I went through and I, I, I put some of my items on, um, next business day, or one day, most of my items are, are one day already, but I did free shipping or free returns on a handful of items just to test it out to see if there was any benefit to that. And then um, the free shipping to get the fast and free with the one day business, just to kind of, you know, do a little bit of testing. Uh, but I don't do free returns still. I don't do it. I don't know. I mean, it scares me. I, 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 people I, are too okay. shady to me. But my return percentage hasn't gone up any higher. Like I've always stuck like two to three percent. And when I did, I've done free returns, I think, I want to say maybe a year, and it has not changed. It just seems like 30 days is so long for, like, somebody to decide, like, for whatever reason. I think they're going to go to 90 days one day on eBay, and Amazon's already 90 days. So. I mean, people can just, like, yeah, I want those ski boots, and they go skiing for the season, and then they return it, and it's like, didn't like these, didn't fit right. No, I get that, but again, you know what happens with returns? You get it back, you release it, and you probably sell yeah, it for yeah. But you more. have to pay for the return shipping. I know, so I end up bumping the price for the return shipping, and I usually make that money back. Seriously, that's how I deal with it. Now, another way you could deal with it is add another dollar to like your handling time, right? I mean, somewhere in there, you, there's a way to work around it. Just something to think about. Add a dollar to your handling time. What yeah. does that mean? So at a, you know, there's shipping and handling. Remember back in the day when you would order something on TV? There's shipping and handling. Yeah. So right now, we most of us just charge shipping. You can also charge handling on eBay. Hmm. So just add a dollar to the handling. But if you're the only, I, I, when I'm shopping on eBay, I, I don't ever see people, I, I don't know. I feel like people want to buy stuff with free shipping or the cheapest shipping. I agree. They're not going to want to buy something with handling too. So I, th I feel like your sales would go down in order for you to potentially recoup Return I don't. I don't know. Items. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I don't know the exact numbers. I know. Do you do that? You, I don't. I know some resellers that do though. Hmm. I. <laughs> this is funny because if people buy for me, they can be like, "Ha! Ah, I can return it to Orlando. You know, give me all my money back." I. It's free all all the way. Like if you return something to me, I'll also charge you. I'll also give you back your original shipping. That's crazy. Is, are, the, are, the we, reason, are you required to do that? Uh not if it's uh, something that like didn't fit. If it's something where 
you messed up, you are. If it's something where like they didn't take measurements or it didn't fit or they had buyer's remorse, no. But the reason I do it is like I, as the customer, when I buy something from Target, like I would hate it if Target wouldn't refund me, you know, what I paid for shipping. Do you get what I'm saying? Or yeah, if, from Target, or and again, I'm probably not the norm, but I'm telling you, like returns, we've had it for a long time as resellers that it's, and I know this is going to be very unpopular, but we've had it good for a long time. And we're kind of like behind, you know, all the major retailers. And in time for us to be competitive, I think we're going to have to be. I there. just feel like eBay is one of those things. Like when I go to a garage sale and I buy something or I go to a thrift store and I buy something, I know it's gamble, right? Like you go home and you try it and you're like, oh man, it didn't work. I've never gone back to someone's house and knocked on their door and like, I want my money back. Right? Like you just kind of know. Agreed. Like, oh, it's but used, it's on it's eBay. Used. You want it to work though. Like it better, better be working if I buy it working. Yeah. It's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's true. It's a little different than a garage sale. Yeah, but garage sales, Craigslist, offer up. I feel like all of those things, like, it's just, it's a gamble, man. When you're buying used stuff, used clothing, used, like, I mean, I get it if it's like you bought something where they said, like, yeah, this computer works and you get home and, like, it doesn't turn on. You're like, this doesn't work. Like, they lied to you. But, but if it's, you know, if it's used and, like, two months in, all of a sudden it starts having problems because it's an old computer and you're like, I want to return it. Well, that's not fair. You bought an old computer. Like, no, I, I agree. I, I think, like I said, I, I think I'm like not the norm. I think I'm kind of out of the norm. I just, for me, it's, I, I'm kind of a fan of like, hey, customer is always right. Customer, like you said, because the customer is ultimately the person that's going to be continually coming back and buying from that platform. So I'm just very customer minded. That's just, nice. I don't know how I roll. All right. Um, Let's talk about Amazon suspensions. I want to talk about this for a moment. So have you ever heard me always say like, hey, usually if somebody gets suspended, it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure if I'm like there anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I've And there's been several resellers lately that have had their accounts suspended. And it hasn't been for no reason, but it's been for kind of like crazy reasons. Like petty, petty things? Like really petty. So... I'm looking right now at Amazon's page, right? So if I wanted to, right, and I'm like, you know, hey, I want to return this certain item, right? My options are bought by mistake, better price available, missing or broken parts, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Mike. Mike, if you're listening to the podcast, Mike just adjusted my microphone because apparently I'm not speaking into it. Yeah, you got to. The, the way it works is your mouth has to I, be. I know. We go through this every other podcast. Yeah, this is this is the uh, the the weekly teach Orlando how to use a microphone. It's all oh, good. Man. Thank you for listening, by the way. So they can put in, they can click on inaccurate website description, or they can click on item defective doesn't work. And it's like, okay, those can be a problem, right? Or they can click on product damage, but shipping box is okay, which that would mean that the item you sent in was already damaged. You know what I'm saying? That it right. didn't get damaged transit. So, I've, I've, we've had sellers and they've been on Instagram that number one seller, they ended up, there was something where like the color of like the makeup palette wasn't the same. Yeah, this was a solo bola diva. She was sharing her story on Instagram. We met her at the meetup yeah. and it, it didn't match up. Like the color wasn't exactly, that's what the buyer said. Right. Not that that's how it was. That's what the buyer said. And so they must've clicked on inaccurate website description or something. And there was an infringement claim and account got suspended. So it went from the listing got suspended to the account got suspended, and then Amazon held the money. 
So she had about like 10K that was being withheld from her. Oh. Okay. So if this is your full-time gig, like that's a big that's deal, brutal. right? I'm looking right now. All I have to do. That's like getting a pink slip at work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you never know like when you can get another job, right? Yeah, kind of deal. And I don't, I don't know if there's, is there unemployment when Amazon, uh. Suspends you permanently? No, there isn't. Now, she was able to get reinstated. She had to hire some people. I mean, it was a process. And, and Amazon, they are the worst in getting back to you. Like, I feel like the bigger the trauma, the worse they are about getting back to you. Yeah. So if it's like you're a customer, something didn't work, you call, they'll get, they'll get a hold of you. If you're a seller and you have an A to Z claim or, you know, you're suspended, like they just start ignoring you. I've had it myself where I was almost suspended last year. I had, this is what happened. I had a translator, a news translator. I sent it. The person didn't said it didn't work, said it was defective. And it was the only merchant fulfilled sale I had. Well, my health score went way down on my Amazon metrics. And it said, you're in danger of being suspended. One sale, one sale. Even though I had hundreds of thousands of Amazon sales on FBA, one merchant fulfilled sale almost got me suspended. So yeah, that's that's. <laughs> you should still do Amazon terrible. though, Mike. Man, you should still do Amazon. I'm not saying now. I've had other people where, like, you know, they um, for instance, they send in items. The buyer clicked on product damage, but shipping box okay, and then Amazon suspends the listing because they need to investigate. Or I've had another one. I'll give you another example. I had one time where I sent in an item, and it was like this um thing where it was like 12 doll outfits. And so the quantity said 12 doll outfits. The person thought they were going to be sent 12 dolls. Mm. And so they made a claim and I got a negative feedback and there was nothing. And then I said, listen, you can validate this by just looking at the listing and looking at the pictures. He said, well, unfortunately there's no more inventory of this item in stock. So we can't validate anything. Yeah. Amazon is weird. I feel like, I mean, I, I appreciate that they care about their buyers so much, but I think I've mentioned on the, the podcast before, like there's been for whatever reason, like five times boxes have come to our house for something. And we've called Amazon and said like, Hey, this is the wrong address. We don't even know where this address is. We don't want to drive around and find it. Like, can you just come back and pick up the item? And they're like, no, um, they'll call us when they don't get it. And we'll just send them another one. You guys can keep that one. We're like, what? That's like, you don't like want these items back? Like, do and so, like, we're like, well, I guess we get free items and we open up the box and it's like stuff we don't really want, anyways. And yeah, it's like, yeah. Why can't it be like something cool, like a, I don't know, a laptop or something? But, um, but yeah, like they, they just immediately, like, well, what's the tracking number? We give it to them. They're like, yeah, we don't know. Um, we'll just, just keep it. What? I know. I what? Know. Like, if I was the seller, like, imagine that they make the complaint and they like never got the item. It's like, well, you know. Now your account suspended. No, I've seller. had returns this last week where it's like a fulfillment promise not met. So Amazon didn't deliver in time and I had to eat the refund. Right? It's just so anyways, so there's there's some movement happening amongst the Amazon FBA community hoping there's been talk about a petition or somehow getting Amazon and which I I struggle because Amazon is such a beast and Amazon I really think they're not, I mean, they, they really care for third-party sellers because obviously, like we shared, they're like 58% of the reselling market for Amazon. But man, these buttons need to be removed. There shouldn't be anything that says inaccurate website description or, you know, some of the other, you know, item defective. I, I guess you could put that or it doesn't work. 
But there's some items on here that, like, that's a lot of power to put in the hands of a buyer. Mm. And to be able to let Amazon take that feedback and suspend people, and there have been multiple people, and I'm not just sharing the story because of one or two. I'm talking about multiple over the last six months. I just don't talk about it too much because I'm like, like I said, I'm like kind of skeptical. Okay, maybe there's more to the story. I'm telling you, I'm not sure there's more to the story. I think some of these suspensions have just been little things that like has happened to me and people have been suspended. Hmm. So just be aware. Amazon's still an amazing platform. I'm making a lot of money on Amazon, but you just got to be careful. Yeah. Diversify. Diver- diversify, find another platform, have a backup plan, have six months, of s- a one year of savings, whatever it takes to make sure that you're okay financially. So there you go. Well, I, I was going to talk a little bit. <laughs> Okay, Amazon sellers, I just want to share with this with you, Money, if you know this. Amazon algorithm is strong. Right? Do you notice? Have you noticed you notice that eBay algorithm, right? Right. Yeah. Right? The moment you start listing, like things are selling. Mm-hmm. I think Amazon doesn't care about how much money you make, which I already know. But they just want you to sell. So I used to hold out on my prices. And lately, like if if things aren't selling, I'll just like lose money on a few items and then I'll start selling every a bunch of other items that I'm going to make money on. But it's crazy. Like it, it's somehow like it doesn't want, it wants you to sell everything as fast as possible. Yeah, because they get paid per item, right? That's I know, but they would get paid more per item. I don't know. I don't know how they do the search results, but whatever it is, I have been on fire on Amazon the last month because... I'm like, I'm done playing games. Sure, I'll take a loss on these items to sell all these other items for money. And that's the way it's been. And it's not like I've been doing the race to the bottom thing. There are already things that are already at the bottom. There are things that I've been holding out on going, okay, maybe the price will rebound. It's not going to rebound. So I'm like, I'm just going to sell this. And maybe part of it is since Amazon isn't charging a long-term storage fees anymore for under a year, Amazon just saying, sell your stuff because we don't want to see it in the warehouse anymore. I don't know. All right. And they probably like it when you sell at rock bottom because then customers are happy and they. Yeah. It brings more people into Amazon. Agreed. It is crazy though. The deals you can find on Amazon, like as a seller, I find so much more. I'll scan something. I'm like, huh, I need to get this for my son. Yeah. It's so cheap. It's so so much cheaper on Amazon than it is in the store. You're like, oh, it's on clearance. It's like, it's like 75% off here in Target. And you look on Amazon you're like, oh, it's even cheaper on Amazon. Yeah, just normally. seriously. I wow. found so. I just bought my son a, a nice uh, OtterBox uh, screen protector that is like forty to fifty dollars in the store. It was only ten bucks on Amazon. Just crazy. All right, college pickers jacket. Did you hear what Did happened? Did it make it? It finally made it. Woo woo! Congratulations. We've been rooting for you, Eric. Okay, <laughs> it's funny. So I was looking at it. He told me. I think I said this last podcast. Episode twenty two is when we started talking about it. When we first. Sourced it. And we're on episode 47. So that tells you this this jacket, man, it's been a thing. It's been a thing. So, we need to we need to make a meme. The 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 Pure Russell Podcast um college picker denim jacket meme. Something, no. you know, like but, will it make it? But there was such a fiasco. So he had to return back to him three times. And eventually they would figure out. So if you had had a chance, check out his YouTube channel. He has a video on there about what all the cost and breakdown was about, you know, how he got it, how he had it sold, how he ended up having to deal with Etsy and FedEx and UPS and customs and how his buyer had to be super patient. And yeah, and it finally got there. Yeah, watch that video. And then in the comments, like make sure to hit the like button on his video. And in the comments, let him know that, that we sent you over there. 
is because yeah. uh, he's a good guy, and we really appreciate uh, you know the content he's putting out there. And Eric, hopefully by the time you hear this episode, because I know he's a little bit behind on the episodes, you're here visiting with us because yeah. we want to interview you in the near future. Would be legit. I'm looking forward to our interviews coming up in the summer. It'll be good. It'll be good. All right. I want to talk about one more thing. One more thing. Have you ever hustles? Have you ever had an item that you felt like sold for like way less than it should have? And you're like, oh, I want to cancel this. Um, there's been a few times where I'm like, I'm, I, I might have underpriced this. Yeah. Okay. So at what point, when's your level of like, I'm going to cancel this? Have you reached that level? No, I think I think I think if it would be like if I sold something for like twenty dollars and then come to find out this is like a three thousand dollar item, I'd take the hit and I'd cancel it. Okay. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, oh gosh, I don't know. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a point where I would I would cancel the order, um, just out of you know good faith and be like, oh, this wasn't this mistake. The listing was a mistake, you know. Um, but uh. But yeah, I think if it's like a, a thirty dollar loss or even a fifty dollar loss, it's one of those things. Like I think my reputation as a seller is maybe more important than that one item. I get it. I just don't want to throw out the, throw this out there because I've had a lot of DMs lately, and where people have, you know, if you, something that is like high price sells within five minutes, you probably underpriced it, right? And have people reach out and say, "Hey, Orlando, what do you think? Should we should I cancel the transaction? Take the hit?" So I just want to throw out some advice. So if it's something that's like a couple hundred dollars, I would say just go ahead and just ship it out. But if it's something that's like, let's say more than $500 that you're losing, then you want to ask to cancel transaction, but you have to be super careful, right? Because legally it's a binding contract. No, that's, 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 that's bogus. It's bogus. And here's why it's bogus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it is. No, it's that's not. not, No, there's not. But it's wrong. I'm telling you, it's not because I bought. I bought on and because I looked up the laws. I looked up the laws. You did. Okay. Okay. All right. This is good. So I came out of nowhere. I bought a piece of furniture when when my son was going to be born and we were going to buy this this nice dresser for him. We bought it from I can't remember what the website was. Some website that does or you know they do furniture for pretty cheap. Um, Wayfair maybe I don't know. It's one of those. Anyways, um, so we buy this this dresser. I think we paid like $300 for it. And it was supposed to be delivered to our house within like a week. Well, the week goes by and then we got the thing saying it was in like in transit. And then all of a sudden it was like not in transit anymore. And then it was canceled. And they called us and they said like, yeah, we made a mistake. And this the dresser that we sold you is actually like a $3,000 dresser. And, oh, wow. and we messed up. And so we can't sell it to you. And I said, no, like we bought it. We paid for it. You took the money out of our account. Right. Like the money yeah. is no longer in our yeah. account. Like it's, That's it's, so it's sold up. and they nope until they ship it. And, and technically because they, they, it was a pending order. Like, you know how they, the credit cards will take the money out yeah. and it's pending for a little bit. Well, I've had that on eBay with like a super hot items that sell or like, you know, like Supreme drops. Right. So, um, so anyways, I looked it up and I was like, no, you can't do this. Like that's, that's against the law. Like you've already sold us this item. You have it. Like you have to send it to us. This is the contract. And they like told us like they couldn't do it. And so like, I, I looked up all the laws and sure enough, like until, until they actually give it to us and the transaction is complete, like it's not binding. Okay. Well, let me refer you to a case. Now that we're lawyers from back in March. Okay. So in Arizona Court of Appeals, this is from the New York Post. The title is called Women Must Pay for Canceled eBay Diamond Ring Sale. Okay, so 
The Arizona Court of Appeals says a Phoenix woman must pay for backing out of an agreement to sell her diamond ring through eBay. Court documents say Julie Rohr put her 10-carat diamond ring for sale on eBay for $100,000 in 2014, and somebody bought it with the buy it now option. The records say Rohr later canceled the agreement when she was offered a higher bid. Amiro sued for the breach of contract. The court, in an opinion filed Thursday, that Rohr breached a valid contract when she changed her mind on the deal. The three-judge panel upheld the lower court ruling by deciding that the buy-now option amounted to a contract between seller and buyer. The high court also validated an award of $135,250 to Amiros. He did not get the ring. So, by that court case, it's a binding contract. Now, is that going to happen with an item that's several hundred dollars? Probably not. No. Okay. But I'm throwing it out there. Just you got to be careful, right? So you got, you know, your wording has to be careful. Like I usually, if I ever have to do that, which I've only had to do it like two or three times, I'll say, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, the item is unavailable. Would you like me to cancel the transaction? And, you know, most of the time they'll say yes. Right. But if it's a hot item, you might not get that yes. And you might just have to hit cancel and you may get a negative feedback. So just something to think about. Oof, a negative feedback. It, it better be worth a lot of money because I don't want Well, that's that. what I mean. Like, you got to weigh your options, right? And maybe Mike is right. Maybe I'm right. Don't know, right? Obviously, $100,000, there's a lot more at stake on that. I feel terrible that that happened to you. Like, that's messed up. It was It was really messed up. In fact, I, I, I probably spent hours on the phone arguing with them. And finally, what they did is they, um, they sold us another dresser that was within, like, it was a couple hundred dollars more than we spent, but it was obviously significantly cheaper than the mistake they made. But they're like, yeah, we, we, we mis- mistakenly put up this listing for the wrong price. So, um, yeah, so we got, we got a good dresser. We like the dresser we got, but, uh, it was, it was not like, we were like, wow, this is a really nice dresser for only like $300. Well, it was cause it was like 10 times that price in real life. But you know, I've had, I had actually our friend Kyle, um, he bought like some hunting pants on uh, I forgot some platform, and they were like five hundred dollar pants, and it was a misprice. He got them for like twenty five, and then he resold them. Nice, right? So I don't know if Kyle wanted me sharing that, but I think we're okay. Anyways, that happens. So, anyways, I think it's a binding contract that once something is sold or once the offer is out there, like you have no options. So, anyways, throw that out there. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. Hustles of the week. Hustles of the week. All right. I got one here. This one is from Jack. Uh, His Instagram handle is Jack of all treasures, which is an awesome name. So he's picks up a cowboy hat at a bin and it was like 25 to 50 cent in the bin. Uh, And he was looking it up and he's trying to research to see how much it was worth. And um, he was like, you know what? I'm not going to spend a ton of time researching it and trying to figure out what it's worth because it's cheap. Worst case scenario, I give this hat to my son. Right. So he buys it. And he's spending time trying to research it, can't find it, lets it sit for two months in his inventory reserve, right? A couple months, it's sitting there, and he finally lists it, decides to list high, throws it up for $300, best offer, finds out it's a 1920s Stetson hat and sold it for $200. Love those Stetson hats. From like 50 cents to 200? That's a hustle. That's a hustle. Have you ever come across a Stetson hat? I don't even know. I wouldn't even know what to look for. I have not well, sold a single or even looked at cowboy hats. It's okay. not something. You should. And it, it you know, obviously it'll say Stetson. But if it says like a certain number of X's, like 5X or it says Beaver or whatever, Felt or whatever, 
Like, they're usually money. Mm. So that's Bolo. Good job. That's good stuff. No, really appreciate that, Jack, because that's one of the things we we haven't talked about cowboy hats at all. And But we have talked plenty about, hey, if you find an item, list high because you just don't know. And there you go. So thanks so much, Jack of all treasures on Instagram for sharing that story with us. All right. So I have... I wanted to share this because, you know, we've talked about Disney. Well, we've talked a lot about a plush, but there's some Disney stuff out there that's funny. And this was just, you know, nothing that anyone couldn't do on a normal day. So Re- Rebecca, IG handle, can the, it's so it's C-A-N-T-H-A-V-E-N-I-C-E, things vintage. Okay. So can the, with an A, Venice things vintage. Came across a Disney item at a thrift store. Now, she had worked at a thrift store be- before and had talked about, it's funny we've been talking about thrift stores, that what happens when the, the store ends up having higher prices, they get overstock, and then they have a problem because resellers stop showing up, right? And we haven't seen that happen in San Diego, but I'm I'm betting that's going to happen soon. Yeah. At it least will. it should. I mean, the prices are outrageous. But we talked about that in the previous podcast. So, does some research. We always talk about do your research. Does some research and finds out that there's this Little Mermaid musical box, right? And these are the kind of things like I look and they look chintzy and I wouldn't pick up. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like uh-huh. those like like snow globe, Disney snow globes. Like I used to pick them up back in the day, but man, there's not a lot of money in all of them. Well, decided to pick this one up, did the research, and flipped it for two hundred dollars. So Little Mermaid musical box. I probably wouldn't have liked twice at it. It probably was somewhere in the toy section. You know what I mean? Like amongst no. the toys. And I just struggle. I'm not a big fan of, uh, what do you call them? Um, what is that? Knickknacks? Yeah, knickknacks. There's, it's, I think it's because there's so many knickknacks that are it's just overwhelming. That, yeah, to try and learn what's what's worthwhile. is it would be, it'd be, it'd be like relearning how to walk. Well, you know what I mean? Like your reselling career, yeah. like you, you kind of have yeah, to like, yeah. like learn all the, how to take the steps in the, in the, what to buy, what not to buy. You spend a lot of time and you get into the groove of what works and what doesn't work. And I, th- I feel like if you're in the knickknack market, you probably feel the same way about other things. Right. But, but for us to jump into that and I've sold quite a few, uh, uh, knickknacks and done well on it, but yeah, it's like, you just look and in thrift stores, there's like walls of like cups and glasses and like little figurines and you're just like oh i know if i were to scan every figurine yeah. and try and research the ones that what is this name but i mean you could probably get to a point where you know them but you we've know? had some hustle of the week that have been some outrageous like you know like the bobbleheads remember the bobblehead mm-hmm. hustle of the week mm-hmm. so you just never know but you got to do the research do the research good stuff all right this next one i'm really pumped about yeah, this one's good so uh this is um sheila instagram handle is sasha hx um so buys a rescue box of jewelry on a particular website. So this is kind of like a um, like a mystery box, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just going to get a bunch of stuff. So pays $34 for it. It's 30 pieces of jewelry. And um, inside this box, there's a designer, some designer earrings, right? Which, again, I wouldn't know what to do with. So Have takes you seen the- those? Like it's so hard to even know what the heck's in there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, every time I see jewelry at at, at garage sales, I just walk right by it because I'm like, I don't know. Even right. at thrift now, have you seen Goodwill's doing it lately? They have like these junk jars, and you know, I'm pretty sure they pick it over before oh, they put yeah. it together. But you just never know. You never know, right? Maybe this was something that this is obviously from another platform. So somebody looked over the stuff that was in no. there and missed this. Missed these designer earrings. Uh, so goes to a jeweler. The jeweler confirms they're real. 
And uh, this is like a legit jeweler. Yeah. I mean, it has clients such as Liz Taylor, Jackie Kennedy, like some serious clients. Like this jeweler knows what <laughs> no they're joke. talking about. Um, so uh, contacted, uh, is it Christie's Auction House? Correct. And they estimated that it would potentially go between four to $6,000 at auction. Uh, of course, those numbers could always be a little bit inflated. Yeah. You never know for sure. Um, but uh, insurance praised it at 10000 um, The real, real estimate was four to 7000 and so they are David Webb designer earrings and going to auction in September. So we're looking anywhere from four to ten thousand dollars, from thirty-four dollars. That's why I love doing this. That's crazy. It is the modern day treasure hunt. Yeah, yeah. That's being a professional treasure hunter right there. Seriously, that's Sheila, real. that's legit. That's I mean, that is so awesome. And it's funny because she had different auction houses, and she goes, "How many times can you say I sold something at, at the at Christie's auction house?" You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's Sheila and it's Sasha S H A S H A H X on Instagram. So, wow. I can't wait. Please keep us posted. Love to hear what happens, you know, cause I'm always interested, right? There's like the 30% like fee and then there's the buyer premium. There's all these like fees attached on auction house. So anyways, Hey, thank you all for sharing. Some of these we found through hashtagging hustle the week. Some of these we found through you directly messaging us on the DMS or sending us, you know, a Gmail, but Hey, the best way is always to hashtag us hustle the week and tag us pure podcast on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. So we can find your hustle the week. Yep. And then, and then have all your friends, um, like like it and like comment on it too. So it's easier for us to find it. Like just get it out there. <laughs> Share with the world what you're hustling. There you go. Speaking of which, what was your hustle this week? So I wanted to share an older hustle of the week just because it's finally wah, done. Wah, no, no, wah. it's done. So Amazon hustle of the week, I can't share it till like it's done, done. All right. It's the retail. So I don't know. I hope I didn't share this. Maybe I did. So I want to say it was summer. It was probably summer. I go to a Bose outlet and I normally, and I have no problem sharing this because Bose Outlet isn't a retail store that you're going to go in and you're going to find deals all the time. It's super like I've maybe twice in the entire three years of going there to see if there's anything to buy. Have I walked away with something? So one day they were in there and they were selling Bose Solo 5 uh, soundbars for $75 each. Okay. Now these are refurbished, but they're refurbished by Bose, right? So it's kind of like you can sell it like new. Right. Right. Manufacturer refurbished. Yeah, manufacturer refurbished. And, you know, I bought one for myself. Um, I should have hooked you up. I'm sorry. But I hooked up my other friend with one just because. Now I know where I rank on the friends no, list. No, it's just because he always hooks me up. Like, we have this ongoing thing, right? So I knew, okay, what happened with the soundbar? Like, it got messed up. It got destroyed. So I knew he needed a sound. Well, you don't need a soundbar, but I thought it would be a nice gesture. That is nice. I don't need a soundbar, so I, I'm not hurt at all. Don't worry. <laughs> he is an audio guy anyways. So I picked up 15 of these at 75 a piece. Well, on Amazon, so if you go to Walmart, I think they're like 200 something dollars each. Well, on Amazon, at the height of Q4, I was selling each of these for $225. And I finally, I actually got scammed out of one of them. So I bought 15. One of them I got scammed. I showed this on IG. Somebody returned it. I didn't get it from Amazon until a month later, and they sent in a junk soundbar. And the sad thing about it is I was so busy with Q4 that I never followed up on it. And by the time I wanted to follow up, I'm like, it's too late already. You know, I saw a meme the other day, um, and it said it was a picture of a shopping cart in the middle of, of, of like a 
a lot parking lot right and the meme said i've never met a successful person that leaves their cart in the middle of the lot right it's kind of funny i'm just like you know like and i kind of feel like the same thing like whoever it is out there that decided that they were going to take some junky bar and return it in order to scam you of your money they're, they're just not going to be successful in life. I've, I've never met a successful person who does those types of things. So I, you, know you know what? what? That's such a good point. There you go. As I have a I have a friend I haven't talked to in a long time, but he was a scammer since high school, and he's still scamming to this day. And yeah, he it's still like he's it. Life is rough. Life's rough, man. Dude, so get, you're not going to go saying, far in life. No, I get it. If you do everything right, you're still bound to have a messed up life. Yeah, there's there's bad things happen, but but there's certainly. Um, if you live that type of lifestyle, Chances you know. Chances are higher. Yeah. I can could, I could pretty much guarantee I, I know how your life is going to turn out. And well, at it's, least it's not great. And I'm, I would never trade places with you. So good luck with your sound bar, bud. <laughs> it's funny because maybe the we sleep better not believing that. Oh, no. It's true. For maybe, sure. Maybe their life turned I mean, out all right. If they do that then, that means they do that in other areas of their life. And I'm sorry. People catch on. Like, you're, you cannot hold down a decent career and decent relationships with people if you're just that kind of person. I'm sorry, you can't. I, okay, all right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, made a decent profit. You know, think about it. 15 sound bars, 14 of them sold at 225 You take out the eBay fees. At the bare minimum, 100 a piece. So, we're talking about $1,400 profit. So, that was definitely my, my hustle of the year. But it's not a big deal. It's just finally talked about it. So, nice. so I loved it's a retail arbitrage hustle. We haven't talked about yeah. one in a while. So. It's good. What about you? I know yours. I'm, I can't wait. Here, yeah. I don't know all the details. Yeah. I texted some to you um, the other day just because I was so excited about it. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I was at a garage sale. My finally garage sale season picking up for me, finally getting some good deals. And um, this is one where I, this is now my second time going to this community sale, which is kind of weird. Like I'm starting to get like, I'm starting to feel like a veteran, right? Cause I'm like recognizing the neighborhood picker. and I'm reckoning. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, they, I'm a good picker, you know, he's recognizing recognize me. Um, and I, I, you know how sometimes you do the drive by, right? Like you stop, especially when it's like busy and there's like, yeah. you're trying to get, so like you stop the ones that you know are good. And some of them, if it's like, if it's, if it's, if it's late in the day and you know, all the good stuff's probably been picked through, you don't mind stopping at all of them. Right. Cause it's like, maybe that there's a, a gym, but when it's like early still and you're trying to get, and there's ones that it's just like kind of looks chinzy. You're kind of like, oh, I got to get up there where there's all this stuff, right? I decided to stop at this one that looks a little chinzy. It's just like one table of like just a few things on it. And so I'm like, all right, here we go. So I stop real quick and I run and I see that there's a calculator. And there's a few other things that I'm looking at. I'm looking up and I see that there's this calculator. It's not a TI-83, right? So I'm like, maybe it's worth something. And it still has its box. It's in the box, actually. And the manual. TI 83. No, yeah, TI 83. No, and that's what I was saying. Like, I know if it's a TI 83, I'm like, I'm probably going to try and pick this up for cheap if I can. It wasn't a TI 83. So I was like, I don't know if this is going to be worth any money. So I I look it up. And as I'm looking it up, the guy is like watching me. He's like, Are you looking it up on eBay? I'm going to bet it's like $10 on eBay. And I was like, I was like, Okay. That's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm like trying to look it up and I'm looking up other things too. And I'm seeing that this calculator is going for like over a hundred. Like there's some sold for like 150. I'm like, oh, all right. So I asked him, I'm like, well, how much for this calculator? And he's like, he's like, well, it's on the $5 table, isn't it? And I look down and there's like 
on this table. Like rude like that? Yeah. Like it's on the $5 table. Can't you see? It, 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 I mean, it was like, it was less like in your face rude and more just kind of like, on come the $5 on. $5 table. It's on the, what do you think? It's on the $5 table. And cause there's like on this one long table, there's like a little sticker that says $5, a little sticker that says $3, a little two, a little one. And then I was like, okay. And so, um, because he said that to me and because I wanted to practice my, uh, my, uh, negotiating skills, I was like, would you take three for this? He wouldn't do it. He was, it was the $5 table. It was going for five and I knew it was worth it. So I, I, I bought it, get home. I got so much good stuff that day. Like I need to make a haul video. I got so much good stuff, but, um, I get home and I look this up and sure enough, there's some of them going for like 150, 190. And then I saw a manual, someone just on the manual because all the ones I'm seeing sold are, are just the calculator I'm seeing. And this is the package, the manual and the calculator. Yeah. So I'm seeing somebody sold the manual for like a hundred dollars. Oh, really? And I'm like, well, an that's like calculator. I'm like, if the, if a manual goes for a hundred and the calculator, and it, it, I'll tell you the name of the calculator right now. It's HP 42 S RPN. So you, you could check them out. Bolo. Bolo. Right. Um, HP calculators, from what I gather, are, are really expensive. That is true. I've sold some for over And I didn't bucks. know that. I talked to my father-in-law, who's an engineer. I told him about this calculator, and he goes, oh, is it an HP? And I said, yeah. I said, yeah, I, I took out a loan from my father-in-law when I was in college to buy one so that really? I could use in college. So back in the day, man, it was it was the thing to get. So anyways, I, I, I'm like, okay, well, if the calculator itself sells for like 150 to maybe close to 200 and the manual goes for 100, I'm like, I can get like 250 for this. I'm like, you know, I'm going high. So I put it up for 400. Uh, two days later, sell it for $375. That is $5 wow. to $375. Uh, so Mr. $5 table, uh, thank you for the sale. Um, you were wrong with your bet that it was going for $10 on eBay. It was going for $375. I'm so, just in shock. Yeah. I think that is the biggest hustle we've had this year. Well, at least our listeners have obviously had better ones, but, no, no, but for no, me, like for us, yeah. like I don't, I mean, I've had big sales, but I've had to pay up for those sales. Yeah. I haven't had something. I've had the $5 truck to 175. Right. Right. Threes. It but felt so good. Well, and it felt so good too, because I went and I replenished my, um, my garage sale money this week for, for the garage sales. And <clears> I'm like counting out all the money and I'm like, all right, like all my, my little denominations. I'm like, all right, I've got like however much money is close to a little over 300. I'm like, I think about it. All of this money is literally that one calculator. So everything I buy today, so wild. if I spend all, every penny that I have, was just from that one calculator. Yeah, you just such a good feeling, man. Wow, so good. What about you? <laughs> no, I, I'm still in awe. Like that. That's again. We keep talking about why we love reselling. That is it. Like that's why I love garage sales. That's why I love selling on eBay. It's just like. You just never yeah, know. Those big those big ticket items, um, they 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 come and go. You're gonna get them several times throughout the year. Um, and then you get your bread and butter items. But when you kind of just look at those as like a bonus to just like it, it's kind of like an uh, an injection of adrenaline into your business, right? It's just like boom, here you go. And then you have no problem going to the next garage though. Yeah, it just feels good. It's All right. real good. It is especially, time. especially when you're counting in your car, like I'm driving home and I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, I've got all of these items and I'm trying to remember what I bought. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make like $200 on this and $100 on this. Huh? I'm just like smiling and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I know. Okay. I know. I, I've been there and it's, you know, and it's one of those things where like, it's like the truck or like that one you knew, but you didn't know 375. No, no, no. I thought, I thought I was going to make like. 
in my mind, I was going to be able to sell it for 150 by the time eBay fees and shipping. I'm like, I'm probably going to make like, you know, net hundred bucks on this item, maybe a little more. Like, that's pretty good. Like, this is awesome off one purchase. 375. Nice. Congrats, man. Thank you. That's awesome. All right. Bolo time. Bolo. So I'm going to share this bolo and it's a pretty well-known bolo, but some of you haven't heard. I wanted to talk about clogs. And it's not just Dansko, but Dansko, you know, you know about Dansko, right? Nope. Oh, you don't? Okay. So Dansko are usually like nursing shoes. Sometimes they're all black. They're, they're clogs. And sometimes they have like, the more interesting the design, the more they can go for. But man, I have not been able to hold on to Danskos. Like they'll sell and I will price them high. And I actually came across at a garage sale a few weeks ago, three pairs of, of Danskos uh, in box. They weren't new, but they were well taken care of. And they weren't clogs. They were just Dansko shoes. And I've already sold two out of the three for good money. And one of them was so desired that I listed it as the wrong shoe and the wrong color. And somebody still bought it. And then I told them that it was the wrong design and the wrong color. They're like, no, I still want them. And it was no big deal. So keep an eye for Dansko. I would say keep an eye for the non like work shoe looking thing. So nurses use them and other professions, but the better the design, I definitely would pick them up. I don't know what's going on with that market. The market ebbs and flows like a year ago, people were backing away. But now, you know, I was just, when I was in Wisconsin, one of my friends, she picks them up all the time and sells them on Facebook marketplace. And she can't hold them longer than a day. Wow. Wow. I've never even, never even looked for them. Now I know. Now I know the look. Yeah. You can't, once you find your first pair, you'll, you'll know you what know to look, look for. Like. Yeah. yeah. It'll be good. So that is my bolo. I, I know I'm not going to kill the dance school market uh, because, you know, you still got to get out there. You still got to find them. And, hey, make sure you list them high because people will pay that price. Yep. It's good stuff. How about you? Um, this one's a weird one. I mean, I don't know if weird. It's very specific. Uh, we've talked a lot about Department 56, right? So we know Christmas items, Department 56, good brand. Um, found a few of them recently at garage sales, and, and people have been charging a lot for them. Well, I, I found this, like, boxed it, it wasn't even an nativity set but it kind of looked like that but it was like a like a santa claus like coming into the chimney type like almost like you set up all the figurines village type thing but big figures and it was in a box and i didn't recognize the brand maybe you know this brand um but i was like i normally wouldn't spend time on this kind of stuff because i'm moving so quickly but i'm like i'm just gonna look this up because it was the first garage sale i was at this morning so okay. i was there at like six she was still setting up and i look at it and i look it up and I'm finding, I didn't find this exact one in the moment that I was researching, but I'm finding a lot of sets going anywhere from like $75 up mm. to like $150. The brand is Grandeur Noel. Nope. Yep. So maybe Grand once, maybe, maybe I've heard about it. Yeah. Grandeur Noel is the name of the, the company. And I was able to buy the box asher, all the figurines here. I didn't even like open them up and check. So they're all bubble wrapped and stuff inside. So I need to check to make sure they're all I'm good. I'm pretty sure if they bubble wrapped them. Yeah, the, they're taken care of. You can kind of figure, you could tell people a little bit. Um, so I don't know exactly, I haven't done the research to find this exact one, but I, like I said, I'm finding sets going anywhere from like 70 to like over $150. I paid $3 and it seems like there's almost all of them are going for high prices. Like if you nice. look at sold for the Grandeur Noel and they have some nativity sets, they have some like Santa Claus sets, they have some just individual figurines. Even the individual figurines are going for like $30 or $40. So um, yeah, check it out, especially as we get closer to Christmas time, people might be selling stuff or because it's not Christmas time and it's summer, yeah, people might be now. like, yeah. So that's, uh, that's my bolo. 
you have some that's such a different like dance yeah. called a grandeur noel grandeur noel grandeur I, I don't even know if i'm like really pronouncing that correctly sure. well you Correct. know what i like grandeur. about ebay in comparison to amazon is ebay at least is autocorrect amazon does not mm. like if you have one letter off like you're not going to find the item so anyways just be aware of that all right what are you looking forward to here oh man more garage sales well of course i'm going to be looking forward to garage sales so um but for those of you who've been, you know, following us, you know that we've been talking a lot about me potentially doing the fifth wheel life and, uh, you know, we're, we're still moving forward on that. And I think potentially that this weekend or next weekend, we are going to go and, uh, actually order our fifth wheel, which is, it's a big wow. deal. It's a big purchase. Um, but you know, right now we've been renting, we've been at our place where we are renting right now for like five years and we did the math and buying a brand new fifth wheel, which is like super nice, all the loaded fifth wheel, two years of our, what we pay in rent, like it's hundred percent paid off. Wow. That's amazing. Right. Like just thinking about like yeah. when I rent, like I'm, I, you don't have, you don't show it. You don't have anything to show for it. Right. So like, it's going to be nice to like have something that's mine. Right. Like we own this plus all of the, the, the freedom it's going to give us with, um, uh, just being able to, to, for my wife to be able to stay home for us to be able to do more with reselling. Um, I'm going to be, right now we spend like hour, at least I spend an hour and she spends an hour driving to, to drop our son off at daycare. So that's going to be two hours a day that we're going to have with each other more than we currently have. Um, and, and that's, it's going to be huge. So we're, we're just really excited about it. Of course, there's negatives to like downsizing to like the extreme. Uh, but you know, we're, we're, we're excited about it. We're ready to do it. It's going to give us more time. Um, well, my quote of the week was going to be this week, which, uh, which I, I didn't end up double doing quote of the week. double quote of the week, but I think it fits right here with this idea of like having more time with my wife and more time with my son, more time to focus on the things we want to do, like traveling and even reselling. Um, and so this is, this is a, a quote by uh, a famous stoic man named Seneca. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and the quote goes like this. People are frugal in guarding their personal property, but as soon as it comes to squandering time, they're the most wasteful of the one thing in which it is right to be stingy. Right? Oh, and good. so it's, it's that's you know, really good. you know, to think like it's so easy to, to be so concerned about dollars and property, but like time is the one thing that you don't get back. So to be able to have more time with, with family. And I think that the, the fifth wheel is going to do that. So it's going to be exciting to buy it, to actually put the money down. Cause it's like, this is a new chapter of life, man. That is, I'm excited that it's moving forward. Yeah. Like that is a big deal. So, and again, it's one of those things where reselling is a lifestyle. So you can either choose to make more money to get those other things, or you could choose to reduce, right? What you're spending to be able to live more. Yep. yep. And you got to make that decision. What works best for, for your, uh, for your life. Agreed. Wow. What are you looking forward to, man? So I'm looking forward to more traveling. Travel, man. So it's just the same yeah. old, same old, but, uh, you know, doing some more retail arbitrage. There's uh, one part of the country I plan on doing a lot of retail arbitrage, which I'll be traveling to. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I probably won't be discussing that probably till like later in the summer, just seeing how things pan out. But, you know, it's one of those things that's exciting about being full time is like now I have these options, right? I'm not at work going, oh, I can't wait to, you know, get off of work so I can go take care of this. Yeah. And And I get it. Those of you that are still working for, you know, a regular full-time job, like that's tough. And, but if you love what you're doing, keep doing it. You know, I will tell you, I'm, there's kind of this thing where I, I do miss some of the security of that. Right. But I do miss this opportunity to be able to do these things. One of the biggest questions I got 
when I went back to see my college friends from 16 years was like, is that tough? Like not knowing that you have a secure paycheck. And yeah, I mean, I did have, you know, a good amount of money saved up and I had, you know, other income that was kind of taking care of things for a little bit while I went full time. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's still one of those things where it's like, okay, can I keep doing this for the next several years? Right. And so I don't know. I'm just excited. We'll see. This will be my first, uh, actually it'll be a year in a few weeks that I've been a full-time reseller. It's crazy. So, and then we hit summer slowdown. So I'm, I'm just interested how I'll deal with summer slowdown as a full-time reseller. Yeah. And, and, Last year, I didn't really experience that. And I think it was because I was the new seller and eBay was trying to hook me. Um, but but what do you think I have to, what should I be expecting? What should our listeners be expecting if this is their first time going into summer? What slows down uh, particularly? Like what, what should, how do we navigate these waters? That okay, so we're going to have a whole episode about this in a few, a few podcasts from now. But what I will say immediately is you you have to, I would say the the clothing market, it depends. Like it's it's hit or miss. I there's no I don't think there's an exact science to beat the summer slowdown. It's just it's an overall thing that happens in all retail. Right? You go to, you know, you go to department stores, you know, they're not making as many sales, right? So, you know, logically that means eBay isn't. So what you have to be able to source is those items that people need year-round or those special unique items that people want to buy, like that calculator might have been one of them, right? Or that Buddy L truck that I was able to sell for or whatever it is, like your bread and butter may not be that bread and butter in June. Mm. Uh, but I will tell you different platforms handle things differently. So if you're on Amazon, you know, Prime Day is a big deal. And so for me, Prime Day gets me through that summer slowdown because the amount of sales I make the few days leading up to it and the few days after compensate for those losses. But I will tell you the number one thing I did that definitely helped me later on was I spent that summer slowdown as an opportunity to source, 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 and to list, list, list. And later on, you know, I more than made up for whatever I wasn't able to make in June, in August and September and yeah. October. Yeah. And, and everybody's style of budgeting is different. And, and we've mentioned doing, um, you know, like, uh, what's the financial piece, the yeah, Dave, Dave Ramsey, Ramsey and, yeah. and kind of, we, we've talked about those principles before and, and, um, we're not experts at anything. Um, well, maybe in our in our fields of study. So maybe. history and English, we're, we're, we should be close to that. But um, so I, I can't give you financial advice, but one of the, the, the best things I ever did and my wife and I ever did is we were able to get our finances so that um, we had enough money in oh, savings. Yep. We had enough money in savings that we pay everything for the month, the month before. Like, so like at the end of the month, all of our bills, like we just pay everything up front. We pay ourselves, And so we're not living paycheck to paycheck. We pay our, like we have enough money in our savings account that all of our paychecks go into savings. And at the beginning of the month, we know what it costs for us to live that month. And we pay ourselves that. And we 100%. just pay everything up front. I have had to do that as a full-time reseller. Like what, not only is what is my bottom line, but okay, if things go bad, you know, six months. Yeah, you got to have- Can I take care of my yeah, bills? Yeah, you got you to have, uh, you know, a certain amount of money saved up too. Like Dave Ramsey would would recommend to start off with- thousand dollars and then like a month and then trying to build up like six months of of what it would cost emergency to live funds. emergency funds but even even if even if you couldn't do it that way like if you think of because oftentimes people think of um getting paid if you're living paycheck to paycheck and i know there's people out there who are um I, there was been times there. in my life when i've been there so i understand how that goes but it's 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 a terrible you, you know it's it feels oppressive like it feels like you're always like 
you're, you're, you're waiting for money to come in. And if you can get to a place where you're paying up front and part of what frees that up is your, your thinking. So if you can think of, I get paid X amount a year, as opposed to, I get paid X amount every two weeks that helps, especially when it comes to something like summer slowdown. So if you, if you're, if you're dealing with, um, two months out of the year where your sales are, you know, half of what they are the rest of the year, but then a few months later it picks up and it covers that your total yearly salary is going to be the thing you're, you're budgeting off of. So, um, you know, depending on where you're at, you may or may not be able to, to make this work right away, but you know, we, we're definitely big fans of the Dave Ramsey principle, um, try and maybe look up some of his stuff, but save up some money, try and pay yourself up front and, and try and realize that it's okay if there's a slow month, because there's going to be a month that, that picks up and covers that. You just got to budget accordingly. Some good advice. You know, that's advice I wish I had in my 20s. Isn't it, right? Like, right? that's the stuff. I'd say that's stuff they should teach in schools. Like, the nice thing is our school actually teaches a financial peace class. It is true. So. I started that program. Did you? Good for you. But I'm not there anymore. Yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> but anyway, It take, lives on. It lives on. I'm glad. And there's going to be, you know, what was awesome was at one point, I was going into that class and teaching how to resell. That's so crazy. That, that was pretty awesome. So, hey, with all that being said, thanks for joining us. Make sure to keep being, be- ah, man, I'm messing up this ending. You're messing up our own our own logo, our own slogan. What's up with that, man? Make sure to be real. And be relevant. And be reselling. Please. Please.